how's your day? We can like mini start because uh, I'm already recording and we're just shooting the shit. So yeah, how's your I've, day? How's life? I've got mine set up and I've got my stream on kick. So I've oh, got my side in case you ever need it. Perfect. Thank um, you. No worries. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm all right. So um, 7 p.m. here. So my day's almost over. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, so say more. I'm always so curious. Say more about all right. Like, is that good? Is that a current state? Is that, is, is good better? Is all right good for you? Um, I feel like all right's probably between like, okay and good. It's like one of them. Okay. So what, what is contributing to that? What would potentially make it better? Um, there's a number of factors for me at the moment. Because okay. unfortunately, tomorrow I'm going to a funeral. Oh, so, goodness. I'm so sorry, dude. They're, yeah, they're never as, I mean, I don't think anybody said a funeral is fun. So, no. Um, yeah, they're not, they're not fun. Um, so that's obviously just, you can't, you, back of the mind, but, um, and then, yeah, just got a busy weekend that I've just been running about trying to organize myself for, but yeah. And you, that just makes it all right, not not quite good, you know. Okay, that's fair. Do you mind ask? Uh, do you mind me asking how, like, when this person passed? Because there's one thing I noticed in chat yesterday, and it is everyone in 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 their mom is having someone pass. Like whether it's someone's uncle, an uncle's friend, a, like a relative, like everyone yeah. seems to be going through this I, right now. I kind of feel the same way. Like I said this when this, so it would be about three weeks ago now um where when they passed but um yeah i said at the time i said it so i, I straight away so it was my friend best my best friend's dad passed away oh, goodness. um but very very suddenly like really traumatically um it's been horrible really but i just like as soon as i got off the phone with her i phoned my dad straight away obviously as yeah. you probably would and i said to him i was like dad death is everywhere right now and he's like, that's life. And I'm going, no, that's death. But yeah. <laughs> I just. I'm like, that's I, awesome. <laughs> but I just, I've never been so aware of it until now. And I don't know what it is. It is everywhere. Like, I feel the same way. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. Has that changed how, like, how recent have you been feeling that? Was it, was it this death that brought that on where you feel, were, was there's some noticing of that up to that point like how long has this has death been on your mind i guess um i would say it's probably been on my mind a little bit so i've been quite lucky in my family when it comes to bereavements but we lost our first or like my first grand my grand passed away last year early last year and that was like our first kind of close death like i've been i've experienced it in other ways but that was the first close one to me so i feel like that kind of kicked it off but then on top of that like kind of family health like kind of problems being here there and everywhere and you just all of a sudden realize that you know this is happening and then um i lost a pet last year as well oh dear and um just at like yeah like you said like people constantly just feeling that people are losing people and it's just all like as you start noticing it and i don't know if that's because i lost my grand and i notice it but yeah. you know my be like my best friend's dad passing away was very very like that was that hit home a little bit i was just like what like i just that's not that can't be happening that's i don't know it's just it freaked me out a little bit i can't it's 
don't know. I can't even put it into words. You can, you can tell. I don't know. Yeah. She's like my age, you know. Like, is that's your dad? Like, that's not meant to happen. Yeah, you know? we're young. Like, you don't lose your dad so young, but um, obviously people do. Yeah. So yeah, what? Keep saying words. Yeah. Was there a big? Was there? So it seems like a part of that, especially in your best friend's dad passing, was kind of your connection with your own dad. Did that bring up? some stuff there is he like do you mind me asking is he towards that age where you have to be worried was it because i also know you mentioned that that other death was out of nowhere which almost makes it worse because yeah of course grandparents it's always going to be sad when they pass no matter how quote unquote prepared or expected it was it's still awful but i can imagine especially with you saying that it was so sudden and so traumatic and shocking that that maybe brought some stuff up for you yeah no it definitely did because it was kind of it was quite a traumatic thing for me because of the way they pass as well like and mm. she's literally the closest person to me when it comes to my life i don't have a big supportive network um and like my dad's kind of the other closest person to me mm, uh, okay so for that to happen like obviously her dad's passed away it made me freak out because i'm going like if you know my friends like this and then all of a sudden i'm like oh my god if i lost my dad like who the who you know i've got two people here that these are these are the two most important people in my life basically my best friend and my dad um wow and that it just like that i think was what hit me and i was like oh my god my dad like you know her dad her and just it just kept going round and round but my dad he about two years ago had a heart attack so oh wow i remember that being like a big wake-up call of going you're not invincible you know like you're yeah. not mortal like you know it, and it did it to him as well but he's not old he is just turned 50. holy so shiz he's not old and then i that but that made me think i'm going you know but what is old you're not even guaranteed yeah. old <laughs> you know so um yeah, I feel like a lot of things in the last wee while have made me closer to my dad in a way, but I feel like even mm. that, like, as soon as she, as soon as I ended that phone call with her, because it was random, she just phoned me when I've got bad news, and I, you know, your gut goes, and you're like, oh my god, what, what is it? And then she tells you, and then straight away I come off the phone call after, like, obviously tried my best with her, but straight on the phone to my dad, and I'm just crying, he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, you know, our dad's passed away, and and then he's just like sitting there going, that's, you know, this is how you got to remember this happens. You've got to like, you know, and then we, uh, me and my dad went on holiday last week. Um, oh, nice. So we went away together for five days and, you know, just obviously got closer and spent time together. And it's just little things like that. Like I was just, you don't think these things happen until obviously it's too late. And unfortunately, she's learned the lesson. Yeah. But I get to you know learn it for her because i get to still have my dad and make sure i spend the right time with him um but she's like it's like a wake-up call isn't it yeah one thousand percent has it changed i mean was that plan was that trip planned before this all happened or was this in reaction to the life is precious type of feelings um it was a bit of both okay i the 
he had invited me to go out for a little bit um, before this happened. He said he did mention it. He's like, you need a break. I'm gonna go so you can come with me. And I was like, I'll think Aww. about it. You know, I've got like because I was proper like I, he knows what I'm like, and I'm going. I I need to work. You know, I've got to do it. <laughs> I, I can't take this time off right now. It's really important. And he's like, yeah, but you need to take a break. When are you gonna do it? You can't just you know work all the time. I'm going. I get that, but you know, not right now. I've got plenty of time to go on holiday. Um, but yeah, like I think after that, and that took its toll on me, anyways. Like that news, I I couldn't streaming. Well, I've got that in the like after that, I was just at, my head's elsewhere. Um, and then I was also going, you know, I want to spend I, I want to spend time with my dad. So it was like a mix of both. I'm going right. I'm gonna take this break. I'm doing it. Um, and I just went, yeah, I'm coming with you. So I love that. And this yeah. ends up being a perfect segue towards the content creation aspect of the conversation. Exactly. But how was that? Was that a difficult? It sounds like it was somewhat of a difficult choice. But how? What were your feelings in terms of actually taking the time off work? Actually trying to be present with your dad for those five days? Were you still finding ways to work? Did you find a way to completely? just be present and realize that you'll work on work later what was that because i know i have the biggest struggle like even just taking a day away from not replying to messages is impossible i yeah. like five days it, like i'm getting uncomfortable just thinking about yeah. five days no, away so what was that for you how was there any like preparation in terms of getting your content ready like walk me through that well I actually fully, I kept pushing it off because I was like, I don't know if I can go, I don't know if I can go, I don't know if I can do it. You know, it's a long time at once. And especially as a Facebook creator, yeah. I feel like it's, that is when it hits you the most. Um, because you're just all of a sudden, you're like, oh my God, the algo, like I can't, like what, I can't take five days off. It's going to, whatever, it's going to hate me. Um, but it came at a perfect time because I decided to give up my Facebook partnership on the 1st of April there. So no like, way. Like yeah. uh, three days ago. Yeah. Congratulations. It's just, it's <laughs> exactly. such a weird yeah. congratulations yeah. to present to people, but that's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but congrats. Yeah. That's a, a difficult but, step yeah. to take, dude. So difficult. Um, yeah. So I decided that, um, <laughs> about, I decided that about two weeks ago and I knew that was coming up, but in my head, I'm going, you need to make sure you're on your best before this ha this change comes about. And then I'm going, no, this is the exact time to take a break and just start fresh. Like this is, you know, it made sense to me. It's the perfect time to have have a break, come back and figure it all out when you get back. So like that, that I knew I had to do it. Um, and since I've started, I've never had five days off in a row. Like it's not happened. So, oh yeah. You know, it's just doesn't really happen um but i decided so last minute it was the day before we left i texted my dad and went yeah i'm coming uh, i had not decided up until that point i kept being like yeah mm, no yeah mm. and it's <laughs> back and forward and then nice. he's like hey do you need to come and then I, and then um yeah it was like i think it would be about five, six days before we went that my friend's dad passed away, and it was, uh, and he just went oh, wow. to go, and I, and I, and then because that happened though, or maybe a couple of days before, more than that, but 
when that happened, I went, Dad, I can't go to Cyprus. I need to be there for her. Like, I need to, I can't do it. Like, and I, he's like, no, Jade, you need to look, be there for you to be there for her. And I was like, oh, I you love know, your right. dad. I know. Um, so I ended up going, but because I decided so last minute, I hadn't prepared anything. Um, so I did want to not do too much while I was out there because that's the whole point in having a break. Um, but I did take my laptop and nice. I was constantly on my phone, <laughs> constantly talking in my Discord. And um, I did get an editor to do some edits, so I didn't have to do them while I was out there. Nice. Uh, so I did do that, just a couple. But uh, yeah, I did manage not to stream because I said to him before I left, I was like, guys, I'll probably do an art, like a wee chatting stream or something. And I was like, manage not to because they're all like, no, just leave us alone. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I did manage to talk on Discord to them all and keep in touch with everybody. And I couldn't not. And yeah, I was constantly active, but not to, I did manage to stop a little bit. I did manage to take the time that i needed to just be more present than i probably would have been yeah are you typically a work your way through the feelings type person in terms um, of in terms of keeping yourself busy and maybe not feeling as much yeah i would say i probably am um i'm unfortunately i'm one of those people who has never really dealt with emotions very well and mm. i imagine that's there's a, a lot of people that feel this way but oh yeah i've yeah i just i suck i suck with emotions i'm terrible with them um say more am, say more like is, i am working on that is is it identifying them is it the actual trying to process why you're feeling what you're feeling oh it was all of it like, oh it's all I, yeah okay i was i was you know, not, yeah, just did not have any of it. I, I, it is a work in progress. Though, so <laughs> nice. Because I, I, I just, I don't know, I grew up in a very male-dominated household. I didn't really have any female role models as such or anything like that. I have three brothers, um, like, and that's, yeah. You, it was just a case of I didn't really understand how to be a female. And yeah. my emotions are very different and dealing with all that stuff. I just, I ended up being like them and just being rowdy and angry and like whatever. And just like trying to be like that part, uh, which ended up me not knowing how to just feel. Cause yeah. unfortunately, like I know but it shouldn't be the way, but guys are a lot less likely to feel. And oh, that's, yeah. you know, I ended up doing that, but it's affected me like all the way through. And only now that I'm older and I realize it's a problem. I used, <laughs> to think it, I used to think that was my superpower. Dude, same. It's bad, isn't it? It's <sighs> incredible. Like it, my ex used to always give me shit for it. She's like, dude, you always think it's like 75 and sunny. Every time, every, every time there was a problem, whether it was like motivation to go to the gym or whatever, I'm just like, just do it. Like, it's not hard. Like life, you're not sad, blah, 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 blah. And then three years later, I'm just like, oh no, I feel all the things. I was just trying to not. And this, yeah. I get why, because it fucking sucks. Yeah. How you do think it's some sort of like, you're amazing at coping and this is why, like, because you're not showing it or not feeling it properly. And it's like, yeah, because I am really good at this. It's the complete opposite. You're terrible at it. You're lying to yourself. So you need to feel them. 
so what started you becoming, let's use the word term comfortable, more comfortable exploring your feelings? Was there a certain instance? Was it what start? Yeah. What started that awareness? Because that's a beautiful thing to become aware of. I think there's so many parts to it. I think I knew deep down that I struggled with it, but I just always thought I was alone. It, and that was the problem because I was so bad at like feeling my feelings that I just didn't really, I felt misunderstood. And that, of course, no one understands how you feel because you haven't told them, you haven't shown them. And it made me feel misunderstood all the time. So can you walk Sorry. me? So, with, oh, you're so good. So is that, so would that be you trying to have a conversation with one of your brothers of like, hey, I'm feeling this way and them dismissing it? Was it like a dismissal of it? Was it a, like, what was the... I guess like the, um, I don't want to say the confusion, but kind of that muddling of it. I think it's like people just, yeah, anybody close to me, I just would get quite frustrated because I didn't understand why they didn't get where I was coming from or how to, it, it was more the fact that people would react certain ways or act certain ways or just do certain things or say certain things. And I'm going, why would you do that? when it's obvious I'm going to feel this way, it's obvious this is how I'm going to feel. No, it's not. It, no one's a mind reader. No one knows how you feel about anything. Yeah. It, and it just, I used to get so wound up by it. I'm going, obviously I'm not going to, it's like, how would you not think I'm going to be upset by that? But I just would have a straight face and not react and not do anything. No one knew that I was upset by anything. And I'm just going, what do you mean you don't know I'm upset? Of course I am. <laughs> you know, like things like that. It's just my lack of, communicating or showing anything made relationships very very difficult whether it's family friends or you know romantic because I just assumed that everybody knew how I felt without showing or telling um interesting and is that, and that became a keep saying words sorry I didn't mean to cut you off no no, no it's all good well, like that that was where it started becoming I, I, my frustration with that situation was outward and then it became inward I started getting frustrated on myself because I couldn't tell people how I felt I couldn't show people how I felt because I got to that point of just masking it and not being able to do it and then it, I got yeah the frustration turned from being angry at everybody else for not understanding me to being angry at myself for not being able to do it um and it I was actually embarrassed by emotion really so, so, yeah like i really i i felt shame if i felt like i needed to cry and so much so that at my grand's funeral i was embarrassed that i was crying and i would hide by i was trying to hide and it's going to make that's the most common place and yeah. most acceptable place for you to cry and you're like oh my god i best make sure no one sees them crying because that's so embarrassing like i just that was how bad it was and i was going no like i can't this is just uncomfortable. Like it's just yeah. I, I, I was so bad for it, but That's... that was kind of where I decided that I wanted to change things because it wasn't even just in the moment. Then those feelings, those feelings don't go away. No. They stay in there, and then at some point they're coming out a different way. Um, and that was kind of how things ended up going. I would end up either. I was all right on my own. I'll cry on my own as long as no one's watching. I'm yeah, right as long that. as no one is yeah. witnessing me feel <laughs> no things, it's yeah, acceptable. I'm, I'm all right with that. But the only like, it's weird. The only emotion that I found except like acceptable to show was anger. 
as if that yep. was like it's the toughest one like it's not embarrassing whatever anger shows you're in control or whatever you want to think it was yeah um that was the only one i showed but i it actually got to the point that if you don't show like my understanding of it now is if i didn't feel the low parts i actually didn't feel the high parts either and i didn't show that either i would not show if i was happy i wouldn't let anybody in on the fact that i was enjoying myself or anything like that like i was like basically a robot so it wasn't even just negative emotions it was the positive yeah, like, ones as well yeah are were the men in the house stoic in that regard as well did they show excitement where did you learn that behavior see i don't know where that one comes from um because I don't I wouldn't say everybody was like that around me, but I think my understanding of now or my guess, I guess, I don't really know, but is maybe from if I I felt like if I was showed I was happy about something, it made me vulnerable. Oh and, you know, that that could then people know that that's what makes me happy. You know, they they could control over that or anything like that. Like, there's so many aspects to it, but it was just the fact that even happy emotions are vulnerable, and that was where it drew the line. Like anything that made me feel vulnerable, I just stopped. But anger didn't. For some reason, anger and frustration didn't feel that way, but all the other ones did. That's so interesting, and you can't recall a time where your joy was taken vulnerably or used against you it's it almost just seems inherent some way yeah like i like you said i don't have a pinpoint memory yeah I don't really know where that bit comes from but i don't know if that's a learned thing yeah um i don't know if that was just me <clears throat> trying to protect myself in a way i don't know if that's just a result of everything i'm not sure but yeah i don't normally you have maybe a thought or something or a memory or whatever and don't really know where that one comes from it just seems to be a general thing but I, I, actually the the happy emotions became more of a frustration because I, people didn't know when I was happy for them or um like enjoying my time like I didn't I I don't know, it's just, it seems such a basic thing to do. And I think people forget that these things actually are learned and taught. But like going out for a nice dinner, I had, I've got to the point, I got to the point where I had to learn to be like, hey, I really enjoyed that. I couldn't do that before, you know, and that was such a basic thing to do. But I actually had to physically put the effort in to learn that as an adult. It's just such a random thing. But because I'm not sitting there like, expressing so much emotion it's like you know you need to do that you need to communicate and be like hey actually i really enjoyed that before like and do little bits like that until the emotion becomes more explicit i guess so you don't have to be so communicate communicate <laughs> words you know yep. words you know but yeah i think i, I had experiences with people that are close to me and they seem to think that I didn't enjoy being around them or like things like that. I'm going, what? What do you mean? How could you possibly think that? But it's purely because I wasn't ex expressing any joy or happiness or excitement because 
well, I thought I was, that was too vulnerable. So I didn't do it. That's interesting. And even with the ones that are like closest in your life too. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm just looking back on anything exciting. I would always just, I almost in my own body, I would naturally just try and tone it down. I'd be like, as if I wanted to seem cool and unfazed, you know, like, Oh yeah, like oh yeah, that's no big deal. Like I did that in my head all the time to try and be like, don't act like it's it's a good thing. Just keep it cool. I, and I don't know why, but it was a thing in my mind, programmed to just not be enthusiastic. That's <laughs> um, how. How are people in? Because of course I'm not from there. You're from because I don't want to say the wrong place and get yelled at by the world. You are from exactly where? Scotland. I thought um, so. Okay. Glasgow, yeah. How are people, is that a normal thing for others in sort of their hiding of their excitement? Like, would you say other people around you are more comfortable with that in terms of just, yeah, like your group of friends when you were young or growing up, was that expected? Um, I think Scotland as a whole are miserable. Yeah, that's so fair. I actually, yeah, I think it's quite common um but i would some are obviously way more secure and they were able to be that like happy and whatever and show these good emotions um but scotland definitely is a has a culture of being one of those places that people get torn down before they they are trying to succeed you know like you don't People, they're not very good at motivating each other and being really supportive and stuff. Like it was, I couldn't, if I was at school, I don't think I would ever have touched streaming. Really? You get ridiculed, like that kind of thing. You know, that is, people don't really like each other doing anything different here or anything out of the box. Unless, until you're obviously at the top. Once you're at the top, you're fine. But even when I was at school, if you were even musical or um like if you were the ones that were trying to do the school plays like or anything like that if you were one of the art ones like anything sort of um, it seems to be all the creative aspects but anything yeah. sort of different um not the standard i don't even know what a standard route is but do you know what right? I mean? like it's yeah just, um yeah i found scotland to be a weird one like that i feel like just the culture around me has always been quite it's quite negative well, yeah, because um, I feel yeah. like you guys are always taking the piss out of each other. So I would have thought it would have been, is is there, it seems like there might be more legitimacy in those insults or that banter than I guess maybe us over here might expect. Is that accurate, I guess? So many questions, so many inflections. Um, I w- We are very bad for showing our love in a sarcastic manner um is you'll very often find us bantering with each other and you know calling each other names or whatever but you're normally doing that from a place of love which i think is really not great yeah Um, because i think i think it's very common for us over here to be very uncomfortable with sharing love in a loving way you'll know that 
the difference between someone, you know, being like, um, do do you mind if I swear? Oh, do it. Um, yeah, like you'll know the difference if you'd be like, uh, my brothers will be like banner each other, and you'd be like, oh, you you wee bastard or whatever, and it's going. That's not an insult. That is from a place of you know them being loving and whatever. But you'll know the difference if someone. Like I would, it's funny actually because I feel like swear words over here are actually somehow compliments and only used when you like someone. But other words, like if you call someone a cow here, very <laughs> insulting. Do really? Not do that. Yeah, do not call do not call a Scottish girl a cow. That is worse than anything else. You could call her a bitch, she'll be fine. But do not call her do not call her a cow. Um, what? I yeah, it's weird. Like more, it's like everyday items and like animals and stuff are more insulting than actual swear words because we i feel like we've just got so used to using swear words in a really affectionate way <laughs> yeah it seems that's yeah. insane i mean i wouldn't take a cow as a compliment any day of the no. week but the fact that that's one of the worst is incredible yeah. yeah like if you if you were to insult me call me a cow like i would be but you could call me a bitch i'd be like all right but you call me a cow I'd be like, <laughs> who the hell are you talking to <laughs> like uh yeah that one's i don't know why though i'm not sure but that just seems to be a thing over here um yeah i just i don't know like we're very bad for like insulting each other in a friendly manner which I, it just doesn't really make sense like i now that i'm older and i feel like it, i did this for a few years as i grew up but it was very common for my family to kind of like joke about being fat and whatever and you know like oh you're or even skinny also like it's just like joking about like oh oh fat boy and it's going but that's someone you like you yeah know? like th that's why are you saying that but that didn't that was normal like you would say that to your best your best pal or like i'm trying to think of other reasons but other examples but that was it's more common to point out some like a some part of their body or some part of their looks or something to address someone and like at, for girls it'd be constantly be like um calling your best friend slags like that was <laughs> that is very that is normal like that is a good thing it's not a good thing but yeah is, you, would, you would you call your besties like you'd be like oh you slags or whatever and that would be how you greet them <laughs> so it's oh just, that's normal here. I mean, it makes sense that you might struggle a little bit with legit compliments and intimacy if all of the love is filtered through fake insults. Yeah, it is. You'll find a lot of people here don't aren't very good at just being openly nice. Like, we'll find a different way of knowing we're being nice, but everybody knows that's where it comes from, but we won't naturally, like, just say it. I find that especially with americans this might be very general but it's usually um, right because yeah um you guys are so enthusiastic and so happy and you show it whereas we just we're just so sarcastic all the time and so yeah like it's just dry and yeah and but it's, obviously makes it just difficult because if you were to show anything else, it was almost just too much. Yeah. It comes across as too much, and that becomes a problem. 
So how do you even begin to cultivate or like try to have a genuine, hey, let's not call each other slags and actually talk about things? How how do you get to that point? Like how how do you break down that sarcastic barrier with someone? To know that's what is difficult because I don't feel like I did until I got older and even I would say so I'm 25 now I was gonna ask okay um I would say past three four years I'd maybe have started to actually I could have a good conversation with a with a close friend and be really open um I actually feel like I almost went the other direction and started just oversharing and just being yeah. really like oh my god <laughs> like everything uh whereas before you get nothing but yeah like i feel like now we can all kind of do it it's just naturally started to be like or easier and not i wouldn't say easier but we're all just doing it and it's less interesting i don't know like we, i wouldn't i wouldn't insult my friends anymore as a way of affection i would really yeah like, you've kind of changed anymore. i love that yeah my friends don't do that either and like i don't know I, I don't know if you just grow out of it i don't really know at what point it stops and we all just start being normal well i mean <laughs> so you mentioned three to four years ago so if you can even remember what did it start because you mentioned that it was the experiencing or wanting to feel emotions started with you but then obviously you need to bring those to other people and include that what did that look like? How did you get to that vulnerable place? Like what, what were you saying to your friends that was, that allowed you to then get that connection that you were looking for? Um, to be honest, it started with just listening to them. I still wasn't sharing much. Um, so would you say that your friends were more vulnerable before you? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah, I, my friends and even my exes were probably always the vulnerable ones. Um, and I kind of, yeah, they. I feel like it didn't help because anytime they would come to me, I would, I almost got compliments about how I handled things. Mm. Um, and they don't. It would always. Because I, I didn't react to things, it'd be like, oh, you're so mature and you handle things so well and all this stuff. And I used to like be like, oh, my God, that's, yeah, that's totally me. I'm so, so good at this. And I used to think it was a great thing. And then when I, it was, um, when I started going through stuff like breakups and, you know, things with family and when, when things actually started being difficult as an adult and being aware of that and I'm going, where do I go? who do I talk to and who like, I hadn't figured out where my support wall is I hadn't figured any of that out because I'd never tried I'd never been into anyone and I'd always just kept it to myself but when I got to a point where I couldn't do that anymore I'm going where'd I go I don't know where I'm going um and that made me feel very very lonely I was I had loads of people yeah I had friends I had family or whatever um in some instances boyfriend like I but I still didn't know where to go. I was, I just, I couldn't, didn't feel comfortable with any of that with people because I hadn't built that relationship with them. Um, yeah. And that was when, like, when 
the last two years things got really really hard in my life and I just was like a lost puppy no idea what I was doing I didn't know where to go my stream was a massive outlet for me yeah um but it's not like I could do like I wasn't it's not enough like that helped a little bit but um yeah at that point I just went no I need I, I want to start a therapy I need I need something and it was actually the therapy started for two reasons one because I wanted someone to talk to and it seemed easier to go to a therapist <laughs> really yeah I was like you know it seems easier to talk to somebody who's non-biased who's I don't have to have their opinions or anything because I was like that was a lot of what I was scared of when it came to talking to people close to me it was their reactions or their opinions um I was like oh you know someone who doesn't know who I am that that's fine I can go go speak to them but one of the first things I said when I went there um she's obviously she says like oh what can you know what are you here for what can I help you with and I said I am so done with not having people in my life and mm. That was one of the first things I said. I was like, I've got loads of people around me, but I feel like I don't have my people. Like, I don't know where to go when times are tough. I don't know who to rely on. I feel like I would, I know who to pick. Yeah. But I've never built that up with them, and I just didn't know how to do it. And it was like a massive wall between us. And I didn't realize just how much I kept people at arm's length and how different it is when you don't. Like, a relationship yeah. is so different even like I'm not even romantic like friendships and stuff the closeness you get from that vulnerability is massive I never had any of that and it wasn't until I started doing that that I realized what I'd been missing out on <laughs> um it's just yeah the it's you can have friends but I feel like everybody not everybody knows but because I definitely didn't but <laughs> the vulnerability with friends and family and partners creates a bond or closeness like nothing else yeah it's just so important and i avoided that for forever i avoided it completely because it terrified me um but i was missing out on everything that everybody that does that got to experience like it's crazy different it's just i'm still not 100 percent there yet because it takes uh, a lot of time to do we're that. never 100 percent there yeah that's a that's myth true yeah but yeah just having so like coming back to when my friend's dad passed away I just sat there like and I was was crying and whatever and going through it and I just my brain just went wow I care so much Mm. about this person like my heart was just like I can't believe like I would do anything to take this person's pain away like I you know just that being able to like sit and cry with her and just being like there for like all this stuff and her and the leading up to that she's been there for like helping me through a lot of things in my life and it's going this would never have happened if it wasn't for sharing these horrible horrible moments yeah and after that I don't know it's just it's weird because it was after that phone call where I found out I just sat there and went um I even drafted a tweet I would never have sent it but I screenshot it and said I wrote this and it's literally um I've never felt so grateful to have someone in my life that I care so deeply for that I would literally do anything to take the pay away like I yeah. actually wished it was me that felt how she felt like I genuinely like I, she's the only person 
apart from my, like my dad that I would feel that way for. But it's just so like I felt so connected to her. It's just so weird because I don't think I ever would have done that if I hadn't been at therapy. I don't think I would have felt that at all. I'd never felt that way before. That's beautiful, man. And how long have you been in therapy now? Or are you still in? Or was it? Or did you graduate? Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, so I started about September last year. F yeah, Um, dude. And it's been um, an interesting journey for sure. But it's actually, I don't feel like I've seen the progress until recently. Because you obviously, there's a lot into it. And it takes... You know, everybody's different. Everybody's journey's different. But, yeah. Um, a lot of the time, you have to get worse to get better. And Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I obviously the first like the, the it's been opening up, opening up all the wounds and experiencing all that and feeling all the feelings that I've never felt and doing all these things. And it's you know, I suffer really badly with anxiety and mm. and. I didn't know that's what it was. Like, just, just crazy now that I know what it is. It's Dude. like, I didn't know what anxiety attack was. And I didn't know I'd been doing that for God knows how long. And when I found out that's what it was, I just went, really? Like, I'm not weird. I'm like, <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I just, the awareness of it and just even knowing that just changes everything. And knowing that and being able to explain to people that's what it is and that's what you're experiencing then they understand you and things don't get worse and they don't react because you're having a moment and it's just everything's so like it's now I actually am seeing how things are easier and I'm getting better at it and yeah but the first like couple of months off you didn't want to be around me for that that was that really was why was it yeah why just even even beginning of January actually like when I I just kept checking out like I just because I was trying so hard to heal myself I didn't have anything left for anybody else I just mm. I was constantly analyzing myself 24 7 trying to figure out because as soon as I go to because I was doing it weekly um but as soon as I went I came out and we I'd learned something else about where something came from or how I feel about something then or even just what something is that whole week in between the next before the next one I'm like noticing things that I do and analyzing every little bit of me and every thought I'm thinking about and analyzing like I'm constantly going over everything that I did and it's tiring oh yeah <laughs> it is so hard to then have anything anything left to give I really struggled because I'd know obviously I'd spent my whole life not feeling anything yeah I was genuinely knackered do you know what knackered yep exhausted tired wiped out (laughs) um I was genuinely I I don't know I've said that a few times people like knackered I'm like yeah knackered you know tired and they're like oh luckily Um, I talked to your people enough I've got some of the vernacular down (laughs) um yeah but it's so draining I never expected anything to be so draining but life didn't stop you know yeah you know I'm trying to stream and I'm trying still dealing with 
what's happening in the background you know I'm still dealing with the the family situation and still dealing with all the stuff none of that stopped I'm just processing all of the like trying to get through trauma trying to sort wounds out trying to do that while dealing with the present that some people unfortunately who were around me at the time they could not get anything from me I couldn't I just had nothing left to give yeah um and then it came became really apparent over Christmas and New Year. It was my my family situation has changed drastically in the last year. Uh, so last Christmas to net the, that Christmas there, um, it's yeah, it's been horrible. Like it's all just don't know. Like basically the house burned down. You know, like the, my oh, house didn't wow. burn down, but like no, like it's just like oh. that's how. okay okay i was like oh my god that is awful (laughs) like you know but like that's how it felt like there was nothing left anymore like you know so without going into too much detail like yeah parents split and um mother no longer in my life anymore and i'm sorry about that um obviously grand passed away and like it just you know it just felt so like everything had just gone (laughs) you know that's how um but it was still all kind of happening so it's still like you know you don't just they don't just deal with divorces it's not like it's one and done and whatever oh, yeah. has been going on in the background dealing with all that um unfortunately mom is um struggles with alcohol she's very uh very bad when it comes to her alcoholism very aggressive abusive manipulative whatever you want to do I'm sorry um about that. so she's She's not in my life through, I would say it was my choice because I was done being a punching bag, but yeah. um, thankfully it made it easier that they split and she moved out so that I didn't have to like worry about that situation. But that's all been going on like in the lead up to that Christmas. And then turning up that Christmas, we had such a big, we used to have a big family. We used to, you know, everybody would get together and we'd have a massive thing. um, And it was just like the empty, you know, yeah sitting there going just me and my dad i'm going what the hell is this about i used to <laughs> love christmas it was my favorite day of the year i loved the family getting together it was just everything i loved it and it was just like gone and i just felt like yeah. everything was just not there and like that after that after the, like the first couple of weeks in january i was like just got like so disconnected from everything so not there like I that processing that whole like what was I guess it was kind of grief yeah like all the loss of was so apparent during Christmas because you that's where everybody used to be present I suppose um and after that like I was just gone like if you tried to speak to me I feel really like obviously looking back on it now I feel horrible for the people that were the other the other side of it and dealing like having to cope with me or put up with me and during that time but yeah like I don't I would normally have just kept going I would normally would never have done anything but I actually felt feelings and just and that was weird like I've really noticed me doing it and I felt everything and I was just going oh my god you know I'm is so it's really upset me and feeling the loss and everything like that that I found it so difficult that I just was disconnected from everything else I had nothing else to give to anybody or whatever but and 
I obviously had to do that because I just needed to be able to figure out how to do that for me. Yeah. To be able to even be there for other people. Um, but it's like, I look back now and I just, it's weird. To, I almost feel like a different person. Like, I feel like right? I had to go, go through all of that and just feel like worse. Yeah. Um, and be horrible to be around. I mean, just, it's just, <laughs> just not nice. And to now I'm like, you know, I could tell someone how I feel and it's okay. And I can, you know, cry in front of someone. I can tell everybody like, you know, I'm struggling right now. Like I need a moment or I can do all that now. And it just feels like, why? It's, it's annoying. Cause I look back and it's why annoying. So, I know. Like, why was that so difficult? Yeah. <laughs> That's not hard, <laughs> you know? Dude, it's so hard. Again, Dude. until you start doing it. And then it's like, yeah. oh, why wasn't I doing this the whole time? Yeah. Like once people, once you realize that you can actually just like say the things that you want and need in life. Mm. And if someone doesn't agree with it, you can tell them to fuck off. Like it's yeah. so powerful. It it's so beautiful. It's, it's crazy. The difference, like just being able to tell someone, hey, I need this. And that's it. That's yeah. all you had to do. You know, yeah. they don't have, there was no game involved to figure out what you needed. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's the taking the game away. It's taking yeah. the, like, I need you to know how I feel and uh, then know how to take care of me based on said perceived feeling. Like there's so much guesswork that if literally, yeah, it's, it's, it's that's the hard part is I feel the naming of it. But once you're yeah. able to just name and be like, oh, this is how I feel. This is what yeah. would make this better. I'm going to tell this person that like yeah. that. It, it's so great. It's amazing. It's just because that was the thing when I first started and I went into therapy. I she she tells me now. Obviously, she didn't tell me at the time, but she'd be like, "You just you didn't move. You just sat there and you just spoke with a straight face." And I'm go like, you could sit there and be telling me the most traumatic story from your past, and you just have a straight face. You didn't do anything. I'd ask you how you feel, and you'd be like, "I don't know." And that was all I had. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't nothing. know. Yeah, I had nothing. And now I go, when I go in, she's like, how did that make you feel? And I'm like, hmm, it's quite complex. You know, there's a little bit of anger from this situation. I feel a bit guilty. And I actually, you know, I'm obviously sad. And I, 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 I know I can, I can pin every single thing. Obviously, there's loads more to go. But yeah. it's just the difference is crazy. Because that obviously, obviously it helps in, in therapy. But with the people in your life it's going just being able to communicate that yeah changes everything <laughs> and are you someone who knows those feelings and what you need very quickly are you someone who needs a little bit 10 15 minutes whatever of silence to sort of process and gather your emotions um i would say i probably need time to process or just okay. patience is more do not Ooh. rush me. Do not like make me feel like under pressure to figure out anything. Like I need to, if I feel safe, then I can work through it. Mm, but I like that. I think so. My, I don't know if this is for the same with everybody, but my anxiety cover it builds up if I want to hide how I obviously feel underneath it. Yeah. So. If you, if I feel like you're going to get frustrated that I'm not answering or not responding, how you like soon enough or like worried about how you're going to react or anything like that, my anxiety goes up, which makes it harder then to figure out how I feel. 
So like, for example, last week when I was with my dad, I had a had an anxiety attack come on and it was purely stemmed from the fact we were having a conversation um, and it just, I started feeling obviously emotional and like emotions started getting heightened and it's quite complex, but I was more, I was really worried about showing them. Like this is basically goes back to how I was dealt with things, but I was like, I worried about upsetting him or how he would react. Um, if I showed that I was upset, um, and then he was just getting kind of frustrated with me. And then that made me do like get worse and do exactly what he yeah. didn't want me to do. And like, I, I, then I start worrying and thinking, oh no, he's going to get really angry at me. Then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't even know how I feel right now. Cause now I'm too worried about, you know, like upsetting you and whatever. Um, but then all it takes for him to go is like, what are you so upset about? And I just had, I, I could, the only thing I can get, I can't say anything when I have an anxiety attack. Like I, can't, yeah. I don't get words out because uh, my brain just shuts off. But I managed, oh, the only thing I can manage to say, I just say too much, nice. too much. And then he's like, right, you're all right. Take it. Like, can't, like, well, helps calm me down, whatever. And then after that, I can tell you exactly how I felt in that moment. But at, that time i couldn't like that's just an example of like i'll need to get out of that moment of freaking out about everything to then tell you where i'm at um but you have to give me the space to feel safe to for me to come back down and be able to give you what you want from me if you make me feel like if he kept if he was to keep keep going at me be like why are you not responding to me? Like, what's wrong? Like, what are you doing? And being quite, if he was aggressive, it would have, you would never have got anything from me. Like, I would never have revisited that conversation. Um, But now that I've got to the point where we know, I've obviously before this point, I've had conversations with my dad to explain um, what my anxiety does and where, like, what I do when it happens and, that if I'm not responding, it's not me being stubborn or being annoying. Mm. It's actually I'm not able to. Um, and I've had all these conversations, but I wouldn't have had these conversations if it wasn't for going to therapy and knowing what it was for a start. Um, but now that he knows that that's what I might do, he reacts completely differently, which helps me nice. then be able to give him, you know, what he wants from me, which is responses and understanding where I'm at. But I used to just check, like, not be able to do that. And it's just such a massive process of going going and figuring out what it is I'm feeling and where it comes from and this is what I do to understanding that myself to then communicate it to my dad so that when things happen that I can't be on top of, because it happens, I'm never going to always be able to control these things. Oh, There's yeah. going to be moments where I can't do it, you know? Um, I'm getting better and I'm going to keep getting better but his, his knowledge of where I'm at and being able to communicate that before means that his dealing with these situations is so much better and that also brings us closer and makes yeah. me more safe and more vulnerable with him because I now feel like I'm understood and I think that was a one uh, being understood or mis- feeling misunderstood mm. was a massive thing for me like I felt that always felt like the barrier with everybody around me was the thought like the feeling of being misunderstood like no one understands me like why but it's 
I didn't even I had to understand myself to then yep. communicate that to them so they understand me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just the journey's crazy. But yeah. That's to look back where you start and then how you are now, you're like, whoa. And how did that weird. and how did that how did those initial conversations go with your dad? Like did you even before therapy, did you feel safe with him if you were able to name emotions were you was, yeah how did that progress and change because obviously this is something he's learning as well like he's essentially yeah. how, learning how to be your friend how to support you what was that was it difficult what was yeah what was that journey um we he was yeah i definitely did not feel safe having emotions around him um I used to feel like my emotions hurt other people. Um, Interesting. Say more. So if I, if someone upset me and I showed them I was upset, that would upset them. Or if I yep. was, or even like just the thought that me feeling a certain way would make them feel a certain way. Just things like that. Like I didn't like the impact my emotions could have on other people. Um, but that's not really my fault. No. So it's just, that's just, you know, obviously people are, might get upset that you're upset or that they've upset you, but that's not your fault. Like you can't yeah. just act like you're not upset because you're worried about them being upset. But that was always what I did. I didn't, I never felt safe with him to show my emotions because either I would get a response that, just made me feel like I shouldn't have done it. You know, I'd often mm. regret showing my emotions because I'd see him be upset or him get angry or whatever it was. And then I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So I, I do, I did that with it. Most people, um, obviously some people are very, really good at just being gentle. Yeah. You could show emotions and they'll just be like, that's all right. Like, I'm okay. You know, it hurts me to see you that way, but don't worry. Um, but yeah. some people are just like, what? Like, how can you, how can you feel that way? And you know, then you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just, uh, and that's, um, it can just be even just that response. I just, I was like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to upset someone. Um, so I was like that with him when it came with most emotions. Um, so he went from getting nothing from me. And then when it came around to difficult things happening and me not reacting to them, I feel like when things aren't difficult, it's easy to act like nothing's happening, nothing's bothering anybody or whatever. But when things that are difficult have come about and everybody's experiencing them, like uh, it was his mum that passed away, my gran, mm. uh, when that happened and... Like, I wasn't being very responsive and I wasn't being giving him anything when he was talking to me about stuff. But if it was difficult when it came to the emotional side, he started getting frustrated and he started just. It was kind of driving a wedge between us a little bit because he's like, why are you giving me nothing? Like, you know, why are you not telling me? Or because he just realistically, he just wanted to help me. He wanted to be there for me because he's like there's 
you know i don't want you to suffer on your own like yeah. why won't you just let me be there for you um and to the point he was just getting frustrated but i was going you know that didn't make me feel safer yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not what it was um but yeah I, unfortunately he was just someone that would get frustrated very he's he do, still does but he's a gets frustrated very very quickly so he's not a very patient person um and what i required that man i still kind of do um is patience like and will give you what you're asking for but i just need a moment to get to that point um so it wasn't until I started going to therapy and I told him, I was like, look, I'm going to try it. And he's like, he was very supportive. Like he's of course, like nothing else to that. He was just going, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Um, it'll hopefully help you like deal with all this stuff. And then, so I've started doing that and he would ask me how it goes and what's been happening. And, nice. um, he was very, he's very supportive with that. Um, and then it was, I think, it was just like having episodes of like any sort of conflict or me having emotions and stuff throughout like the journey um after I started therapy it but be like once I started being aware of what it was it was just little bits like if we had an argument I was explaining a little bit at a time and it he became more and more and more aware of this like how I felt and how I handled things nice um <clears throat> It was never like a sit down conversation of, hey, dad, this is how I do yeah. things. Is, you know? <laughs> it was like when things happened, I'm like, all right, dad, I know you didn't like how I did this or, you know, I did this because of this and this is where it comes from. And like, it's not how you think it is. Like, for example, at Christmas, I was I really struggled with at, by the end of the night, I was just so emotional but i didn't want to be emotional in front of him because i'm going i don't want him to think that i didn't enjoy my day or because they tried so hard to make that day special because he knows yeah. how much christmas means to me but by the end of it i was just generally just like overwhelmed with a lot of complex emotions there was a lot of grief there was a lot of sadness whatever didn't mean i didn't have a really good day yeah but i was just sitting there i was like i just don't want to tell him that because i don't want him to think he didn't do enough um and that's when it came up like this is obviously the situation of being too scared to upset someone with your emotions so it was a prime example and prime opportunity and he was like he tried to be he was like what's wrong like why are you upset and he tried to comfort me and I just went oh it's nothing it's nothing and he's just gets he keeps trying and I'm like nothing and and then he kept going and he kept pushing and then and because he's doing that my anxiety is going up and I'm going oh no I don't want to upset you like you know <laughs> yep. I'm freaking out in my head but he's just getting all he's getting is nothing from me and he's getting more frustrated and he's like I don't know why you won't just share with me and I'm just trying to help and I'm going <laughs> yeah like and I'm going I know but I just don't want to <laughs> it's just yeah. going over and over and then eventually I just like burst I'm going I just am sad because it like it's not how it was meant to be, and that's just kind of how it was. And he's like, I tried so hard to like whatever, and I'm going, I know it wasn't you. And he's like, and then, um, it becomes like a proper back and forward, and then, um, I get to the point where 
my anxiety is so high and I'm not responding. And I actually, if I get to a certain point, like I actually can't hear you. Like oh, I'm yeah. actually in a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's, he'll keep going and he's like getting nothing. I'm just sitting there like nothing's going in, nothing's coming out. Like you're getting nothing from me, but he's still trying to push. He's like, why are you not answering? Why are you ignoring me? Um, and it just seems obviously horrible from his point of view, but he's at this point, he doesn't know what this is. Yeah. Um, so once everything calms down, um, and I say, I'm like, dad, like I figured, I found out that this is actually anxiety. Like I actually cannot respond. I cannot really process what you're saying. And my brain's going a hundred miles an hour. My heart's racing. Like I am not physically here for you to get a response from that you want. Like it's not a choice. I'm not being awkward. I'm not being problematic and being able to use that. Like obviously having the example of me doing that and then explaining to him, like that's where what it is and him going right okay well why didn't like you know I didn't know that like I did why didn't you tell me why didn't you tell me at the time and I'm going no it's not actually like I had to then like obviously clarify I'm going during it I can't tell you yeah. like I can't sit there and be like I'm having a, an anxiety <laughs> attack like I can't it doesn't come out like it's not going to you need to just like you need to notice it and you need to just wait, like, wait, just yeah. give me a second. Once it comes back down, we can have the conversation. But when it's there, there's no point. There's absolutely no way you're getting any with anything. Um, and he had obviously, like I did before, like, before I went to therapy, I had no idea. I, if someone ha was like that in front of me, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Before that, like, I would never have known, even though I experienced it myself. If someone was like that in front of me, I would never have known until I'd went to therapy and learned um, that that's what it was and that's what happens. And this is obviously how I cope with it and how I deal with it and whatever and how it happens for me. And um, and then obviously communicating that now he knows and when it comes up, he can now, um, like last week when it happened again, he noticed it and he's like, it's okay. And, like, and then after that, um we like agreed that all i had to say if i said the words too much he knows nice that to that's all i have to like all i have to do is try and figure out how to say those two words and then he can stop and we can revisit the situation after um and just something like being able to get to that point now obviously just having that understanding and feeling like he understands then you feel like a lot safer yeah so then the anxiety isn't as bad when you're having that conversation with that person. So now I'm less worried about his reaction because now I feel safer. So my anxiety is not going to go like crazy because I know like how we're going to deal with it. I know that I'm safe and I know like these, all these things are going to, this is how it's going to be dealt with. So it just ends up being easier. And it's just, but yeah, I all started just having to go straight in at the start, like the beginning of actually that's what this is like this is yeah. what you're doing and i just I, it does weird i find it weird to think about how i've been doing this for so long but being unaware of it yeah it's just i thought that's just how i handled situations which i guess it is but if someone sat in front of me and had the exact same experiences i would not know yeah. that like before i went to therapy i wouldn't know someone could have that moment because my anxiety attacks aren't necessarily 
obvious. I was going to say, how do they show up for you? Yeah, so I, like, I tend to literally just shut off. Like, I don't really have, like, any sort of... There's not too much happening, you know? Like, if you looked at me, I'm, I'm like, a blank slate. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm just not really there. Um, which I think if someone is a bit more of a an active, like, they're, you know, shaking or rocking or moving and fidgeting or whatever that's a bit i think a bit more obvious yeah you'd know but i'm quite uh i literally just cut off and i'll just i'm in my head i'm looking for the exit and i'm like I, but and if i find the moment i will just walk up and leave and that's no one will know yeah that, that is what i'm doing like no one will know i'm i don't even know at the time but now that i look back on it like i'll have my, my anxiety attacks all inside i'm cut off and I'll head for the door and I'll walk away and I'll go somewhere quiet and then it'll all come out. Um, so, so of you, course, no one knows. <laughs> so you almost need a safe place to even experience your anxiety attack to an extent. Yeah. Or at least like that, the yeah, ramifications exactly. of it. Because, yeah, usually yeah. I feel, yeah, because even when I, I think I've only had one or two, but it was fucking hyperventilating crying just like, <laughs> like i don't know what the fuck is going on and so yeah so do you do you end up getting to that point when you feel more comfortable or are most of your anxiety attacks just blank slate i've checked out or is that um, yeah how how does that work yeah it's exactly what you say actually like in front of people i'm like blank checked out nothing's happening but if I go and be by myself, it will come, like, it will flood. Like, it's like opening the floodgates. It is coming out, and I'm like, you said, like, oh, oh, like, I'm yeah. heavy breathing. <laughs> so and bad. It's just, yeah, like, I, yeah, it will come, it will come out if I get, if I get the chance to. Yeah. If that's if I get to leave. Um. There's obviously, there's been occasions in the past where I haven't managed to leave, and it's exploded in the end you know and it's came out yeah and i've just like you know like screamed basically yeah um uh but sometimes it will be a case of like it'll happen and then i mean been occasions where people leave me because they're like i can't be arsed with you because you're just not listening um really but yeah, because I just look like I'm unresponsive, ignoring yeah. you. That is literally, I look like an absolute tool. Like I, look, it's like, that yeah, bad I, or I, good yeah, or I, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I would hate myself if I was dealing <laughs> with myself. Like I, genuinely, I will give you. I just look like you're just not getting anything from me, and I'm just like whatever. Like, like that's how it comes across. But obviously, I'm in my head. My head's going a hundred miles an hour. Like. Oh my god! Like I really, do, you know, I don't want to upset this person. I like, I, you know, this. I just, I feel I really upset. Like, blah, 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 and it's going round and round and round and round. But you seen me doing absolutely nothing. Like I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Like that is what you think is going on here. You, but you could be really upset, screaming at me, whatever it is. You could be showing me all these horrible, intense emotions, and I'm just sitting there going, <sighs> like I just like nothing coming out my mouth jade say something say something and i'm doing it in my head i'm like just say it just say it. just say something like why can i not say something and i'm just like going over and over and over and i just nothing's coming out and i'm then i just end up 
not because because I'm doing this, I don't end up hearing anything else they're saying yep. either. <laughs> um, it's just I am I've got nothing, and it looks like I'm just being horribly. Yeah, like I'm just ignoring you. Like it's just, I if I was on the other end of that and I didn't know what it was, I'd hate me too. <laughs> yeah, would, that's fair. I, yeah, I just it is not. No one, no one wants to feel like you're just being ignored when you're expressing intense emotion. No one wants that. Um, and you can imagine that became a massive problem when it, it, it's all right with certain people. Yeah. You know, you can get away with that to a certain extent with friends um, because realistically your intense emotions are never going to be as... Um, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but like you're... You can be, you'll be obviously close to friends and intimate in some ways, but you're never as intimate as you might be with a romantic partner. Oh yeah. Um, so when it that always became a problem when it was a romantic partner because they just felt like I didn't care how they felt and they didn't, and I, it's a lot worse in that situation because yeah. And realistically, I care. Uh, too much and that's the problem like i'm so worried about upsetting you too much is definitely not the word but i'm so worried about upsetting you in my head and that's why this is getting so out of control but they think i don't care and they think that i don't care that they're upset and i'm you know that was that became a massive problem (laughs) that was where it showed the most because with family they stick around anyways like you're yeah gonna, you know you'll figure out and work it out yeah pretty much and m- most of the time but yeah that's fair. um <laughs> yeah but like you'll probably be living with them or whatever and you'll end up just crossing each other when you go to the kitchen and you're like oh you're right and it's like yeah well like once everything's calmed down but when it came like especially romantic partners your early doors and you don't see each other all the time or um and then you have like a fight and you get me sitting there looking like i'm ignoring you and getting nothing from me massive problem became a massive problem So so are these anxiety attacks more in response to someone else's emotion in a way or what what starts your what yeah, what starts your anxiety attacks? Yeah, it's triggered by the worry of like someone's reaction to what I'm about to say. Really? Or feel like yeah, it's just this lack of feeling safe. That yeah. where it comes from, like thinking that this person's gonna leave me if I like show that I'm upset, or this person's gonna leave if i show this emotion that's where it comes from um it's like a proper proper fear of being abandoned in this moment yeah that i'd rather show nothing and like that's like sort of build up and build up and it gets to the point where i do want to like i will be there and i'm being like i really I'll, I'll think over what i'm gonna say again and again and again and then, but before it came out of my mouth, that person said something else. Oh, yeah. And then that's when it starts kicking off. Cause I'm like, 
oh well I, I really wanted to say this and then like but you've jumped something else in there I'm like thinking again how am I going to word this so I don't upset them how am I going to word this so I don't upset them oh, like okay and then you go to say they've said something else because I've not responded and it's like I'm just getting so wound up because I'm like how do I do this without upsetting someone how do I do this because if I say the wrong thing they're gonna what like they're gonna leave and whatever and if I like if I like show in, in my head I think like showing that I'm crying or whatever is going to be too much and um it all comes from that and then it obviously gets so high and then I'm not even listening to, not even hearing what they're saying and yeah. so, like yeah that's it literally comes from this fear of them leaving after I do it like after I show this emotion or show or tell them how I feel like that's that is so, and okay, so how in the F do you manage streaming with this? Like, because that all, especially when you're in a way, so much of how you're, I don't want to say how much you're behaving or acting or whatever, but there is such a value in the opinions of those other people and how they perceive you and that causing you safety or not safety like how, how, yeah, how are you still able to stream throughout this? Like, that's one of the things, cause I know when I'm feeling off and I'm dealing with shit, I'm like, dude, screw stream. I can't do this. I'm going to go sit on my couch and be a potato. But mm-hmm. it seems as though you push. I, I, and I don't know if your normal would be to sit and be a potato or if the work allows you, if that's your form of escapism, but how did, how did you manage all of that? Yeah, I think, the stream was my escape. Like yeah. I actually, it's weird because I feel like I could almost. I I didn't work all the time. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. I've you know got to a point where I've decided to stream and then end up crying on stream. Sorry. Nice. But, um, <laughs> if I'm, I had a dollar. <laughs> I've definitely had. I've definitely streamed when I really really shouldn't have, and I've ended up either, you know, just being overly emotional and no one no one on stream knows what's going on like you yeah. should be doing that um but yeah like the stream was my escape like i often could come on and almost as if i was being someone else not okay um, interesting like i'm completely myself yeah but as if yeah like i just wasn't really the same person like i could just walk in my stream room and everything that I'm struggling with could often just stay at the door. Like I found that I seem to work. I don't know how. Yeah. Um, Cause I would, I'm definitely one of those people. If I sat on the couch, I would make myself feel, you know, you're going to, yeah. <laughs> um, that is well, obviously what i'm trying to avoid so yeah that's fair yeah um streaming often was the thing that i would do that with like i would just yeah it was prof it was my properly my escape for a for and it still kind of is but i think now i realize that it shouldn't be um as much as it was yeah um and i have had so it's it's bad because I started my therapy and I would do it on a Thursday morning and I would get home and I'd press go live. I would yeah, decompress. Yep. Yeah. 
And I'm just like, that's, that's just what? Yeah. Yep. I didn't even take a moment to just process everything that I've just dealt with and all this. But um, yeah, now, like last week when I went in the, I, I went to therapy and I got back and I went, I need a moment. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push stream back for a little bit because I need to decompress and feel these feelings. Um, but yeah, going live was definitely my way of not feeling it. And yeah, I was very good at distracting myself, so I didn't feel anything. Uh, work was definitely. I feel like because streaming is my full time thing, it's just basically like going to work. Yeah. Isn't it? So. I mean, it's but a, that's a bit harder. But. I was going to say, it feels so much harder because if I was having a shit day and I had five people ask me, how am I back to back to back to back to back? I'm ending stream and crying in my bed. Like yeah. there's, so would there, I mean, would there almost be a part of you that reverted to that lack of feeling type person? Yeah. Like, would you still be celebrating the highs of stream and potentially the lows? Or would you be putting yourself in that middle ground to just... I have to do this. This is what I have to do. I'll feel later. Yeah, that's exactly it. This is what I have to do, and I'll feel later. Yeah. But it doesn't work all the time because, like, oh, said, yeah. like <laughs> it just takes, like, someone to say the right thing, and you're just bubbling. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, or someone's really generous and really kind and says something really lovely, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, God, I'm so yeah. <laughs> oh, I've had such a bad day, and I really needed to hear that. Like, Or just even someone just saying I'm proud of you. Like, the amount of times yeah. like, a comment says that, and I just uh, I buckle. And if I'm having a bad day and someone writes that, that, that's all it took. But, like, also, unfortunately, I didn't – I'm not – not being private with the stream meant some people asked the wrong question. Yeah. And hit the nerve. Um because I'm so open with my stream. Yeah. They they often knew what was going on, so it meant or they were just obviously asking, just curious. Yeah. Some some are just nosy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. We know who you are. Yeah. But yeah, like sometimes they would come in and ask about the current situation that I'm upset about and that wasn't ideal um and that could be uh, triggering but that was that's purely just I'm so open with them uh, with a lot of them so they don't mean it they're just checking in but yeah yeah that that became an issue especially like you'll know like I had quite I wouldn't say a public relationship but obviously an intertwined one with the streaming <laughs> side of things yeah um so it meant like if there was anything going on with that and someone asked like oh what's going on like how are you guys going on and it's just going oh just, like don't ask like what are you yeah. doing right now um but they're not gonna know but just command yeah, like, exclamation exclamation relationship in chat and it'll drop whatever the news is <laughs> yeah give them the update yeah. <laughs> um like just like exclamation mark relationship and i'll just have like a um like traffic light system yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? red but it's red, red today don't ask about it <laughs> so, that's awesome um, <laughs> i should have done that i wish i thought about that but yeah like sometimes it's not ideal because it is a quite a personal thing yeah like I, it's not like you're just going and getting the accounts done at the office yeah, exactly <laughs> like one million time. percent um but then also, I think it did help because, like, 
my whole thing is not feeling emotion in front of people. So I'm in front of people because I'm on the front of the camera. So yep. I, yeah, it kind of helped that in that sense. I was going to say, so yeah, how how has then your relationship with stream changed as you've become more comfortable with all of these emotions? Like how how would it have been even like the beginning of last year? Like if things are bad, are you not acknowledging it, it as much? Like what was the before and the after? Um, I think on stream before, I think before things got bad, I was just happy as laddie on stream all the time. So nice. That was fine and I could hide everything all right. But when things got so bad that I wasn't coping well, um, it came out on stream in a lot of negative ways and it really impacted a lot of, of what I did. Um, yeah. Either I'm short-tempered, you know, the game winds me up or some, like, trolls wind me up more or things get to me faster and I'm just, you know, um, way more quick to react to things or anything like that. Um, or... Yeah, like I guess like I, I did come out like I would end up just not being as fun or enthusiastic and being a bit more snappy and just people saw a different me sometimes. Yeah. I, if, and that's the I I really beat myself up about it because I think about how I was because this would be about beginning of last year, like m most of last year before I started therapy. Um, but even obviously they know about therapy and stuff, but it doesn't obviously like help when I'm, it's not gone. So yeah, been, while going through it, it's been tough and I'll come on stream and I'm honest with them. I'm like, guys, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a rough day today. So be patient with me. But um, yeah, like it did when things got difficult, it came out on stream and, the wrong ways and people don't know what's going on and people just end up making opinions of you that aren't true yeah or, you know like i started getting worried that people thought i was this horrible person and i'm just going no i'm just trying to get by like it's not like that but it just came out wrong so it started off yeah just me not being who i wanted to be on stream um and then i'm tried to i really wanted to be private i really wanted to keep it to myself but i went no like they are supporting me and they're here all the same if i physically cannot manage to be positive and who i was when i started and who they expect to turn up to see then i've got to i owe them like this some sort of explanation in some way yeah um so i'll often be like hey today's a bad day so maybe a bit quieter or i might you know don't ask about this or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, I've that's kind of just, I guess, communicating a bit more. But doesn't this whole thing does wind me up when it comes to streaming, and I beat myself up again and again and again about it because I feel like who I could be with my stream and where I could go with it is completely different than is is being because. I feel like I'm getting held back by all this stuff outside the stream. Like, I feel like I could, you know, I'm like, Ooh, even I in the current been, moment. Yeah. Really? Like, I've just been like so drained and so tired about everything. And I really want to like the last year I've like, I've re 
really wanted to push myself and I didn't have it enough to give. And I beat myself up all the time. So I'm going, I want to turn up and be the best streamer yeah. that I can be. I want to do that every day. And most days, like, you know, probably like majority still, I'm not turning up the best streamer I can be. And like, I just, I do, I beat myself up all the time about it. And I just can't, but I can't change it. Like part of me is going, this is just who you are right now. I do wonder yeah. how, I wonder how big streamers do it. Like, I don't know if they've just got a lovely, jubbly life and they're just, you know, happy as Larry all the time, but, and, or if they're just so good at being professional, I don't know. But yeah, I just feel like I really struggle to, I feel like ever since, uh, well, obviously when things got difficult, but the, the veil wasn't there, Like there was no veil between me and, stream me and yeah that was, like that was gone and i think that's still gone with the therapy thing like going through all that and feeling everything that veil's been lifted a lot more than it was only prior to everything kind of going to shit so i hope and i don't know if this is gonna upset some of them because i know they love me being real with them um but i hope that i can bring the veil back down because I really want to just be able to not let everything outside affect the stream and not let all that be part of the stream. I want it to just be a really happy, like nice place to be yeah. um, and have all the energy and stuff. But yeah, I'm not quite back at that point. Yeah. I'm still not get, I don't know how long that'll take. I feel like, you know, I'll maybe one or two streams a week, I'll have that energy, but majority at the moment, I'm still not got it. It's just, not who i was on stream and it does suck a little bit because i'm like oh this could be so good and it's you know i'm getting feeling yeah. held back because of life <laughs> but it's just um yeah i need to it doesn't really help the situation when i'm getting so worried about the stream aspect um when i'm trying to do this for my greater good like, yeah I'm doing this to heal and to get better and to be more fulfilled in life in general and to be able to have really good connections with people and be able to you know be happy i know why i'm doing all this but it's really hard to do all this when it's affecting a current thing that i really want to do like i really want to stream and i really want to do this well but it is these two things do not go hand in hand they do not work well together like you're not yeah, they're not. You, as, I can't imagine anybody in any sort of entertainment industry does well when life is having them, you know, at the bloody throat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hear that. I'd be, I'd be curious what your definition of the best streamer you can be is, um, because that seems like a very, very difficult title and task to live up to. Yeah, I think, like in my head, I think back to what I was like when I was a bit, like more like early doors and starting up and maybe not at the start, because obviously at the start I was not like very good. That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I don't but, think any of us want to go back no, to the start. No, um, but there was a time where I remember and I was just so enthusiastic about stuff and laughing all the time and making fun like of uh, I just 
I feel like I was just fun to be around in life, but then that obviously like went to stream. Like I was fun on stream, and you know, I just you... because I I was happier. It's easier to just yeah. be, you know, a better, well, not better, but like I'm just more positive spirit. <laughs> yeah. It... I mean, what I'm kind of hearing is you you almost want to exist back in the world where you weren't affected as much and you yeah, didn't have bit. to feel. Yeah, mm. that's yeah, so wrong, interesting. Yeah. Would and yeah. that's would you in or so in this hypothetical world, would you rather go back to that point and feel that confident streaming or would you rather be where you are now and maybe not feel as confident as consistently, but be feeling the m more of the things of life? Uh, that's the thing like I feel like where I'm at now I have obviously came on leaps and bounds like I've improved so much when it comes to how I deal with a lot of stuff yeah um, and, and obviously my understanding of myself is just so different but I'm still nowhere where i want to be in that i still don't consider myself in a good place like mm, i don't fair. um like i'm still waking up every day and struggling no i wouldn't say struggling as much now actually i would say i'm just taking it's very much one day at a time and trying to do the best i can do that day like it's i'm not waking up with a a lust for life and <laughs> yeah you know anything like that like it's just I'm not like some sort of amazing place now that I've done like because I'm still going through therapy and that's still going to be there and I'm still trying to cope with grief of several things and going through a really difficult breakup and you know trying to cope without like my mom in my life and trying to figure that out and trying to now obviously like my best friend's situation with her dad and i genuinely i'm just i still feel like a lost puppy yeah <laughs> in in my life i feel i i might have a better understanding of where i want to be but i i'm not like i know what i need to do and maybe like to sit more yeah more of an understanding of what i need to fix or what what i need to do or what i need to work on yeah but that work's still not really being done um, I feel like it, that part's only just started. I feel like from September to late January, I feel like that whole time was actually just understanding myself in that current phase. Yeah. That whole time was me understanding why I do things certain ways, where the triggers came from, traumas, like understanding me at that current point but now since then that it's been about how i move forward like i this is i mean i know we're in april but yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it feels like a long process it really does uh, yeah like so february march and like we're just starting april but th these months have been now about moving forward and now it's about how we deal with it how we go like blah blah because it's been a lot of trying to work through like how i am now and why am i i am 
how I am now. Like that's it's weird how long it took to do that. Yeah, <laughs> how out of touch I was with my own self. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I feel like now I've only just started the journey of moving forward. Yeah. Um. So I feel like there's still a long way to go on that matter. So I'm still like I feel like I've not really changed all too much. I, I have a little bit, so I've made baby yeah. steps, but I just, the massive change is just being aware of things and being, you know, better, having a better understanding, but I haven't actually done anything to get better at it. Like, I just know it now. And yeah. So, the next, like, the next challenge is just being better and getting better and um, hopefully progressing in that side of me like my emotional emotional side of it and um being more vulnerable with people because at this point in time I, ha- I haven't really done all that much I'm getting better at it um but like that is still a massive challenge that I'm gonna have to sort and face and get through that so I still got all these things to actually do I just now I, I know what I need to do um, yeah so unfortunately I know that this journey is still a long way to go and it's still gonna be very challenging and I think that's what I really struggle with because I feel like I don't have the light at the end of the tunnel all yeah time, which means what I'm struggling with when it comes to this with the streaming side of things I'm going how long like, how do I do this? Like, how long am I going to... Is this just going to be my stream now? Like, is this who I am as a streamer now? Like, because this journey's not going to end anytime soon. Yeah. Like, how am I going to... I don't know how I'm going to navigate it, and I'm still trying to figure that out. Um. And as you'll know, navigating your streaming journey on its own... <laughs> it's hard enough. Yeah, it's hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, especially with things changing and with the Facebook situation and the games and just even just this constantly changing. So, um, yeah, it's a constant learning experience just doing the streaming part. So I don't, I just, yeah, I feel like a proper lost puppy. If you asked me what I'm doing, I'd say I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, especially now i feel like if you'd asked me when i was proper in my like figuring out and i understood facebook and facebook was all right i'd be like yeah i i get it i know what i'm doing like now i'm like obviously looking at other platforms and trying to figure out where i'm going and what i do and blah blah and yeah i i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> <But I> just <laughs> it doesn't it really doesn't help because i have no i i think that doesn't help with the whole journey because i just feel like i've just I don't know what I'm doing I, when it comes to personal life or streaming. Yeah. And I like, I feel like you should give yourself so much credit and you deserve so much more credit for dealing with everything that you're doing. That's why I, I kind of was asking what you thought the like ideal stream mentality ish would be because yeah. you are just starting this. And not only, you mentioned breakup, you mentioned everything that's going on in your life. I have become and noticed how bitter I am of seeing all of our streamer friends with partners and realizing Mm. just how much, not only from a financial aspect, but just from an emotional support aspect, that helps so much. 
and then yeah. they just being there for everything and all those other things. So it's like on top of the fact that you're discovering all of your emotions that you've ever felt yeah. and realizing how to properly feel them and be in amazing connection with humans. On top of the fact you're in a vulnerable industry where you're on camera for seven, eight hours a day on a platform that you don't even know is even going to be there. like, there is so much that you honestly have such a valid reason to be feeling so lost, so confused. So like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. That The fact that you're still standing is incredible. Like the fact that you're still on with the energy that you have, even though it's the energy that you don't think you are wanting to bring to stream like that's I think that's the beauty of vulnerability of saying you're not having a good day because it's not realistic. We're not making a hundred grand a month like all these other top people in our own custom houses with our own custom studios with our loving partners and all that shit. Like, no, we're growing a business and growing yourselves like that's infinitely harder. Yeah. So like, like I think it's exactly as the building a house, right? Our foundations aren't all the same. Yeah. Like some of us just don't have the foundation that others have and they can build a much better house much faster and much more stable without all the problems of this shitty foundation that yep. I'm trying to build mine on. Like you know, like that is and I think it, it does come from comparison. Yep. Um, it is the worst part I think about this industry, and you're watching other people, and you're like, "Oh, like how can I be better? How can I do what they're doing, or like they do this better than me, or whatever? Uh, or they've got more viewers, or they're growing faster. It's just constant. Um, I do that a lot. I'm really, really bad for it. Uh, or like if I've seen a drop, I'm like, "Has everybody else seen a drop? Is this just yep. me? Like it's uh." it's yeah i struggle with that but i do yeah i do need need to stop beating myself up so much and i think i know that because i'm going i think that's why i get so angry though or frustrated because i'm just like i know i could be better if it wasn't for everything else but unfortunate reality is everything i was gonna say if it wasn't for reality (laughs) if if my reality was different i could be better Yeah, I know. It's yeah, it's frustrating, but that is how life works. But um, and I know, like, if I do want to do anything, I need to focus on the foundation right now, and that's what yeah. I'm trying to put all my energy into. Because if I don't, like, at this point in time, this is such a crazy metaphor, but I'm just like, there's so many cracks in my foundation. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just um. <laughs> Yeah, I I know I need to focus on all of that before I keep trying to build on top of it. But like that is like I said, like this is streaming is my escape and I want yeah. to put all my focus into that and I wanna do that because it's easier almost to do that than focus on you know, the rest of it. Oh, it's so much. E- I mean, sometimes, sometimes hit going, hitting going lives is just anxiety producing, but yeah, there's other times where going on and being like, Oh my gosh, I get to focus on other people's problems. I get to focus yeah. on everything else. That is not myself. I love yeah. this. And then yeah. you hit end and you're like, Oh fuck. I'm stuck with me again. Let's go the live amount, again. <laughs> yeah. The amount of times I have clicked end stream and tears come down my face. 
Really? Yeah. What are those tears from? I just, it's a multitude of things. Like, like this has been a thing of the past, like, the last week I've been all right. That's a, uh, This is why my dad told me I needed a break. But it was before that. Like, it's just about every stream I was ending my, end of my stream. And it was just like a, a helplessness. Mm. Uh, like, it wasn't necessarily sad, but it was just, yeah, I just felt helpless. I was like, the I think it was the realization that what I was using to m distract myself wasn't distracting enough. Like, yes. I would end the stream and I just went, oh, I still feel this way. <laughs> still here. I just feel all of this. And I'm, and I'm just helpless. I don't know how to help myself now. Didn't know what to do. Um, yeah. I'm I was so, doing that every stream. I'm so happy you mentioned that because I feel mm. like so many people don't yeah really talk about the power that stream has to change your emotion and then when you get to a point of like actually discovering your own feelings you start to realize that the things you've been using aren't working anymore it's like your body just telling you no you're supposed to be focusing on yourself and not using these other distractions but you're like no i want this distraction and then yeah. you get the sadness of the other feelings you're feeling and then you're feeling sad because the thing that you usually use to feel good isn't making you feel good anymore and yeah. it's like where are the good feelings yeah, yeah. and then you just sit and cry because that's all yeah. you can do yeah dude that i'm so happy you said that because it's, yeah it's weird like i think a lot of people have got their escape and it's yeah I, when you realize it's not your thing anymore you're like what, what do you do um, yeah and especially when that escape is also your job too like it's not inherently your escape yeah video games used to be but now that mm. stream is my job as well like oh my gosh two birds one stone let's go and then you realize that your escape is also your work and so now you feel like you're failing at both and that's horrible it's yeah. such a bad feeling to feel like you're letting not only others down but yourself down in that way yeah i think yeah i think that 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 is part of the reason why anytime i hit end live and it overwhelmed me was almost there was part of it that i was just disappointed mm. like i was just like i was like oh, you know that wasn't enough for them like you know wow i often would just like go that just wasn't enough like i didn't do enough like i don't know yeah just there were sometimes i some of the times when i did that and i was ending the stream and i feel like feeling this badly i was just going oh that that could have been better they could have, like they should have got better and i felt like i almost yeah like you said like disappointing them and me like yeah dude mm. thank you for acknowledging that that is yeah, that's not easy. But that's think, not easy. I think most of us have this feeling of not being good enough, like yeah. in this industry, because especially if you're one to compare yourself, but and seeing other people do things, but because it fluctuates so much, when you're on a low it's impossible to not question whether you're good enough like yep it's just constantly like oh my god i'm not 
you know, everybody doesn't want to watch me anymore. Like, I'm not growing and it's just, I'm not good enough. And I don't know, like, it's the worst feeling. That's so, yeah, that's so, that's so important because yeah, after three years of doing this, we've, we know it has its ups and downs. We know mm. like there, if there's one fact about streaming, it has its ups and downs. And yet still yeah. every single down we're like, fuck dude, they hate me. Yeah. They, they yeah. shit. I'm shit. I shouldn't do this. I'm going to go bartend yeah. again. Yeah. Yet every it happens every yeah. time. Like, you know that and you know, it's going to pick up at some point, but I think you just think every time it goes down, that is the final. Like yeah. you think every time it goes down, it's like, this is the end. It's not going to pick it back up this time. This is it. And I it always just, has, you know? Yeah, every single time it has. You just, <laughs> it happens. Uh, I, yeah, I hate that feeling because I think, I don't know how bad that is. I don't know if you have much experience of it now with being on other platforms. And how long have you been on other platforms for? Uh, Twitch, I think since about August. Mm. Yeah, August. Because I did wonder how much that was a thing for facebookers yeah because i feel like we got a really weird kind of outlook and experience when it came to this industry because of the algorithm yeah so varied and just yeah um i do wonder how much that affects other like platforms like people on twitch and people on youtube like i wonder if they're just as like i guess almost insecure <laughs> i mean yeah that's actually really interesting i mean i don't know i mean i know on twitch it's it's far more consistent than it ever was on facebook mm. same with kick but i think it yeah i don't know i think there's there's a i think for me it's just the harshness of how much facebook varied like my first yeah. first uh, two months before I went partner in 2021, I was averaging 250 CCV at like the slowest and then hit partner in a month later. If I have 60, I'm fucking killing it. And that happened in the span of three months. Wasn't changing any content. Everything was normal. So it was like, what the fuck is going on? Like I had no idea. And that was when I was, that was the first lull I ever had in streaming. And it broke me. And yeah. still, like, it, it still has never recovered on Facebook. I have yeah. 60,000 followers. And yeah, I do multi-stream, but I'll have 20 people max. And it's mm -hmm. like, it just doesn't, it starts to get to a point where I'm like, I feel like these companies are purposely saying, fuck you, John. You said too much shit. You get to sit here. Like, that's what it feels like because it like, in my logical brain, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, I get that a hundred percent, and I th do think Facebook is. <laughs> I actually, I compared it the other day. I was like, I said, I don't know how if this is insensitive, but I said, Facebook love bombed me. Yes. Yes. It made me think that I was the best streamer in the world, and I grew so quickly, and then it just took it away. I and it made me feel like I had nothing. Love that you just said that. Yes, mm. that's exactly it. That is exactly it. I went from making the most I've ever made in a year and mm. having the most success I've ever had as, as an entertainer to like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this. Like, I don't know if yeah. this is viable in the span of six months. Yeah. 
and and they didn't tell us about it. It just happened. No reasoning. You couldn't figure out. It's the why most toxic ass ex just yeah. gaslighting us with replies yeah. of, "Oh, check your blah blah blah," and this is how we do the algorithm. And it's like I am doing all of those things. Yeah, no, like, I need a better I've reason. Not changed. Yeah. I've not done anything different. You've just you changed. It all away. I'm yeah, the you, same. Yeah. It was you. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> that's how it feels. It's it's dead. I just it just literally feels like a really really horribly toxic relationship. Bro, that is. I feel so validated, and that that <laughs> feels so good in my heart because that's yeah. exactly what it feels like. Love bombed and then tossed to the side. And mm. not told why. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, I have one more question, and feel free if you don't want to answer it, because as someone who's had to cut off their mother two years ago, do do you care if I ask like what what did that getting to that cutting process off, or even if you don't even want to talk about that, like what was that moment of this is enough? Where were you, where did you get the confidence to be able to stick up for yourself in that way? Um, I don't mind answering. Okay. Um, it's a very difficult question to have a straight answer for, though. Yeah. I don't think I ever... Um, I still don't think I, I'm confident in my decision. Really? Um. Yeah, because I, I kind of knew enough was enough because it... I got nothing out of the relationship. Yeah. Um, and it was when I realized that, you know, I, if I was phoned up, it was either to be abusive or it was something to do with my dad or it was something to do with money or whatever it was. It was never like, hey, how are you? Like, yep. hey, like, what's, like, it was nothing for me. Like, I couldn't phone her up or there was no, there was, it was not a two way thing. Yeah. Um, and when I, that was when it started to kind of click and I started to be like, this was anybody else. Mm. I would never have put up with this. But because it's a parent, you feel you have to. Yeah. Um, and was this after you started therapy that you were having these realizations or was it prior to that? I think I felt that way prior, but the problem I had was my experience was very different to my siblings. And... I mean, each of us had a very different experience and views the situation differently. But at being the only girl, um, it I definitely got a different experience with my mum because I don't, I'm not, I don't really know why, but there was a multitude of it. Obviously, she just either saw herself in me or, you know, was somewhat sometimes jealous that I got to be doing what I wanted to do and she mm. didn't or yeah you know sometimes she told me that because she had a shit mom I had to have a shit mom um just oh wow like and then also I'm a daddy's girl through and through yeah. so sometimes there's a bit of jealousy of like why do you prefer him and she was just unfortunately like she was just not a secure person yeah. um and then when the alcohol became really bad that became like she didn't really control it at all like it used to obviously come out 
in arguments or something or when she was emotional but when you're drunk you don't stop to say anything no. um and yeah like the things she would say the how she made me feel like the names the horrible horrible words like you don't you shouldn't hear that from your own mom like there was no. just so many things like i would just i remember I was with my partner at the time and I'd get a message and, and be like, oh, it's just my mum. And he'd read it and he'd be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I just kind of was like, this, yeah, this is what she normally, I just get nasty messages randomly. Welcome like, to my just, world. This is mom. Yeah. Like it, do, like, it does baffle people like it should because oh, yeah. she's just sending you a random nasty message. I'm like, I don't know. I've not spoke to her. <laughs> like just random she's just drunk and she's felt like she needed to say something so i'll just get or even it's happened when i've been live my phone goes and it's you know a nasty message and i'm just like like here we go like i can't you know your whole you are affecting every day like i got to the point where when my phone went i was worried i was scared to check it in case it was on a a nasty message from mom like i got to the point where i was scared to check my phone just um, in general, not even if yeah. she had a special tone, just in general, check your phone. Just, yeah, in general, like if I saw a message wow. and I was like, I was like, oh, please don't be from mom right now. Um, and it started impacting every single day. Like, and then I, that was when I realized I'm going, no, like I can't have this impacting every day. I was yeah. like, not only are the words impacting me in general, like my day to day is just like worried that I'm gonna get something from you. Like here, whatever. Like sometimes, like, a couple of times, you turned up at my door. Um, oh wow! Yeah, like drunk, turned up at my door. So like I couldn't even. I was just constantly concerned that like I'm sitting on stream and she's turning up, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Um, yeah, it became to it came to a point where I literally every single day. I was negatively impacted by her presence in my life. Um, And that was before the therapy situation. But because I had such a different experience to my siblings and she was still an active part of my family, my close family, I was like, how am I going to cut you out? How do I turn up to dinner? How do I come home? How do I be a part of Christmas? How do I go to birthdays? Like I couldn't do it um and then yeah like things started things started to develop in the situation so once everybody else started cutting her out a little bit um i got more confident to make my own decision but then i went to i went to therapy and i started talking about it and saying out loud the story and the truth and he, you kind of hear it and you're going oh yeah oh my god <laughs> you just it, that was it i just realized i just went wow that's and when people started asking me about it um i would be like i, like, I don't know there's something about this i always felt like if it was a dad it would be easier there's something mm. about your mum that everybody, like, so many times I would talk about, like, not wanting my mum in my life, and people would be like, but it's your mum. Like, Dude, your mum every brought you single into the time. world. Like, it's just, I'm going, and I used that made me question 
if I was right all the time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was after, like, once I started figuring it out and went, I went to therapy and she just, as she does, <laughs> um, <laughs> just validated everything I said and yeah. how I felt. And she was like, yeah, but what, what, what do you owe her? And I'm going, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what I owe her. That's a good question. Like, why do you, like, she's like, why do you feel like you owe her anything? And I'm going, because everybody says you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, Other people telling me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I don't actually feel like I owe anything. I'm more worried about other people being like, you cut your mom out. Like, what? That's your mom. Like, why do you not touch your, like, shouldn't you look after your mom and all this stuff? And it's like, I don't even feel this way. This is other people's opinions. Like, yeah. I'm worried about. Um, so once I realized that, I was like, no, I need to do this for me. Um, but even at that, it's still not simple. Oh, um, no. She's still around and she still, like, contacts me and stuff. Not as much. Yeah. Um, And people around keep trying to be like, you need to help her get better. And I'm like, no, I, yeah. she needs to help herself. Like, I tried for two years to help her. Um, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. I need to help myself get better. Like, none of you are caring about me. And getting yeah, better. right? Um, so I was like, no. And then, but then when my friend's dad passed away, I just freaked. I was like, uh, cause I have this, I have this thought quite a lot, but, um, I was freaked and was like, oh my God, am I making the right choice? Yeah. Am I going to regret this? Am I, what if she goes? Like, am I going to, you know, well, I regret that for life. Should I be giving her more chances? Like, should I be trying my hardest to keep her around? Like, I don't know. I that I do that all the time. Like, quite often, um, that will come up where I'm just like questioning. I'm going, no, like you, because I, I want a mum. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we I all do. do. Yeah. yeah. It's not that I don't want her. I do. I want my mum, and especially when I go through this, I mm. want my mum. I. <laughs> I going through a breakup. I want my mom. Like yeah. I, you know, um, I'm struggling with work. I want my mom. Like I, there's a thing with a friend. I want my mom. Like everybody has that longing for that. Like your mom in that situation. Of course, I want her there. Yeah. This isn't this isn't a choice. But she is not my mom yeah. at this point. Like that is the problem. <laughs> yeah. And it's simple as that. Like I would love to have. A mom and my mom to be there, but it's not. She isn't one. I think that's yeah. the simple fact. Like she, at her in her current state, she is not fit to be a mom. So yeah. I can't expect that of her, and I can't ask that of her. And because of that, I like I don't need to be in it. And that's you know. But yeah, like obviously that. Is still there like all the time going as you know i still want her like i do remember when she wasn't always like this and i do remember that person and yeah um and i long for a mother figure like all the time all yeah. the time especially because i just don't have any older female like anything i don't yeah. i have nothing i proper long for a mom of some sort um, yeah so that's always there that missing Piece, I guess there's like a little hole there that's just not ever I can't really 
not mendable. About, yeah, like it's that's always there, and I always wonder if I'm ever gonna feel guilty. Like I don't know how you ever know. So yeah, yeah that's like such that's, the tough part. Like you don't know until you find out the information. Yeah, that you can't yeah. talk or whatever again. That's so yeah. yeah. And it's it's one of the hardest things to do because I think also I think a lot of the time I just wonder like, and I think this causes a lot of pain for me because I'm going the one person that's meant to love you unconditionally is meant to be your mom yeah um and the one person that's you see all the time and most people are going about and like my mom's my best friend and um I love my mom and when obviously like Mother's Day comes around and you're just like oh you know like I love my mom she's my rock she's my world and I'm just like oh my god I really want that yeah <laughs> I just really want that and it'd be great but um yeah it's just the reality of the situation I I, I think I'd welcome her back in and with open arms if she ever got better yeah but at this point in time I know I can't be subject to the abuse i cannot do it i for me i can't yeah. cope i've got i just need me to be better because i also want to you know move on with my life and build relationships with people and i can't do that because i'm I, she was holding me back in a lot of ways and i'm going i need to do this for me yeah um but i yeah i don't yeah. know how much you I remember I've seen you tweet about stuff. But, yeah. Um, I don't know what your experience when it comes to like parents not being perfect parents or even supportive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah, that's, it's trickier. Well, I don't want to say trickier. It's just different. Cause yeah, it was, I, it was just my mom and myself growing up. Uh, and then she, I mean, long story short, her, and my dad ended up getting pregnant with my mom got pregnant with me and then at six months he deuce deuce to go back to another family that he was going to get a divorce from um mm. but that mother was alcoholic and so my mom was like dude ain't no way you're sharing parental rights so he gave those up i was raised with just her and then actually when i turned 21 the summer or 20 the summer before my junior year of college Long story short, he ended up actually getting the divorce finally 21 years later. They ended up starting wow. dating, got married, and then, of course, ended up getting divorced next year or last year because my mom is crazy. But um, so, yeah, I had I had very I mean, I would say similar things. She was, I guess, wasn't as unpromptly rude as I guess your your anecdote would um, paint your mom. Mine was it's when I started to. I was in a relationship and that relationship was threatening her because she was the most important woman in my life. And this was the first time where she wasn't and she had to, quote unquote, compete with attention from someone else. And despite the fact that she had said, oh, no, I can't wait for you to go out on your own, blah, 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 blah. It was very clear that those boundaries were not being respected. She, yeah, did a bunch of other stuff that just made me not trust her and then finally i was getting into therapy it's amazing what happens when you get into therapy yeah. and realize how unboundaried i was and when i finally mm -hmm. started to enact boundaries they were constantly betrayed when i tried to follow up and reinforce those boundaries i too received many uh 15 minute voicemails of rude stories and voice and all the types of things that you shouldn't hear from your mother but you end up hearing yeah. it anyway 
And yeah, I got to the same point of view of like, I'm not willing to have this person in my life. I want a mother. This is not a nurturing, healthy relationship that's making me better in my day to day. This is something that's making me exactly angsty and anxious and feeling like this isn't what I want this to be. And so, yeah, I finally got to the point of, I don't want to talk to you. And so I, I'll message her happy birthday, but otherwise we haven't really talked in like two years. And that's, I'm very wild that you've had that scenario and brought up the kind of, will you regret it or not? Because that's something that as I now have a good relationship with my dad, which is interesting, but he's older and I know he's going to be passing in the near future or whatever. And like a part of me in thinking of my mom is like, I don't know if I'm going to be sad. Like as, as fucked as it sounds, like I've, I'm to the point of where I feel like I've already mourned that relationship to an extent and I'm unwilling to have someone in my life, whether you birthed me, whether whatever the fuck we've been through, like if you're not willing to respect me and my boundaries and how I choose to live my life, then you respectfully don't get to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've thought about reaching out, but again, I'm, I'm at that point. I don't know where you are in terms of like, I can't trust her. Even, Mm -hmm. even if she were to say, no, everything's different. I trust, like I have zero support for anything that would, allow me to pursue that relationship again and Mm -hmm. so it's just yeah I crave that motherly I crave like I was almost in tears you you mentioning that like I just want my mom like it's something so simple but something so literally impossible that it's Mm -hmm. like you can't go back even if we were to gain a relationship again I can damn near guarantee it wouldn't be that motherly relationship it wouldn't be that same amount of closeness that you would experience with your mom, it would be Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're my friend that I'm keeping at a distance, but just because you're my mom. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I I don't want to feel, I don't want the opportunity to be disappointed by you again. I've, that's happened enough. So it's like, yeah, one of those like shitty, it is what it is. And just accepting that I have amazing friendships and I have so many other people that I can have that emotional connect with, which, yeah, none of those will ever be the same relationship as my mother, but I'm able to at least get the closeness, the love, the care from those that I have chosen to put in my life, those that that have chosen to respect those boundaries that, I don't know, like, am I, what am I missing, you know, to a certain extent? Like, if if reality stays reality, Mm -hmm. I'm not missing much. Like I'm yeah. only missing on disappointment. I'm only missing out on sadness. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know how it how it is now. You know that it's not what you would want, and it's you're missing out on nothing. But it, you just have this longing for what could be. Yeah. Things are different. Yeah. But what that could be is not even it can't be. That's what yeah. that's the yeah, hard it's part. Not true. It's not. It's not even yeah. a could. It's a can't. And you're just yeah. like, well. Awesome. Mm. So I think that's what I struggle with is like logging for this thing that doesn't even exist anymore. Like it's, it can't happen. Yeah. But it's like almost kind of gaslighting myself. Like it's going, no, like it's, it's still your mom. Like well, I'll, she's I, still here. I'll also give you credit not to dismiss your feelings, but if this happened all within the last year, Like mine has been a slow burn for the last four years, like four and a half, Mm -hmm. I would say. 
is when I really started enacting boundaries and then getting to the point of like, oh no, let's not talk for a bit. And then to the final point of like, we're not talking at all. So yeah, yeah I think, I think I definitely, I've, I was where you're at. And I mean, not yeah. to say that even you'll get to the point of full comfortability. Like that's, again, everyone is so different in that mm-hmm. dynamic. That relationship is going to be dependent on, again, what you guys had and what that reality feels like for you. But it's so normal. It's so normal yeah. to feel that. And that's, I mean, it's not going to go away. It might lessen yeah. to an extent. But I think as you, or at least I can speak for myself, as I continued to honor those boundaries and honor those feelings, it became easier to not be as upset with the fact that she wasn't present. Because again, I knew what I would be availing myself to if I did let her in, given the reality that she hasn't changed. So yeah. it's, it's like getting stuck on a reality that you know can't happen as opposed to the uncomfortable acceptance of the reality that is. And that's yeah. what I would say is like the main journey of all of that is like even if it's not cutting off family cutting off just loved ones like best friends yeah, yeah. Mm. it's no different like you can always yearn for what that relationship could have been or could be but then you realize that yeah that it's a, it's not a could be it's a can't be like it's not you're yeah. wishing for something that is impossible yeah like just because you see the potential in that person like doesn't mean that's who they are like, yeah oh that's beautiful dude yeah it's so hard because i still see it like i still am like you know i see who the how my mom could be like you can still do this and it's like i'm like you can still do this but she's not doing that like she's not sitting there going i really want to be better to be a better mom like she's not doing that no so i like i know this is just me like you know i guess it's just being like you're better than this like you have so much potential like this could be so much better but yeah it's not how it is and i think i was i was quite interested when you said that um if she was gone you weren't sure if you'd even be sad yeah um because i felt that way in a few times i felt so guilty really i i have too i felt so fucking guilty yeah it's like, so how guilty sad like but then i'm just, like as 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 bad as it sounds i think i've gone from the point of i don't know i don't know when i'll talk to her next to i don't know if we'll ever talk again to i don't want to talk to her again Mm. and then i think that kind of just led to well if that's my reality what i mean with all due respect yeah the, the reality will be that when she passes that is the most finite it can be of we're not talking again but that's also i think over the past yeah a few years what i've just worked to to it's like and i'm also more a person who processes things in the moment so i can guarantee you that if i got a text that's like she passed i would lose my fucking shit i can guarantee it Mm. but there is that part of me that has i think processed the relationship and so yeah. it's more it's like so for someone who's alive. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Like I've all, I think I've, that's what it is. I've already grieved my relationship with my mom. It will only be the grieving of her existence on this earth. That would be next. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if that's going to be as powerful because I already have grieved that connection with my mom. 
And yeah, that's the thing with grief, though. It's a loss. Yeah. Like, if you've lost it already, then, yeah, like, you've... Yeah, what's what there to lose again? Yeah, yeah, I think that, yeah. It'll probably just go back to the overthinking of similar to what you were thinking is could i change her could i have helped could i have been the person mm -hmm. that if i did send her money in this instance was that would that have changed her or if i did pick up the call in this instance would that have made the difference and it's like no in reality it wouldn't that one thing would not change the entirety like that there has to be that change from that person in a exactly. significant way for a significant amount of time yeah it's to get the proof like it's not on anybody else it's yeah. just on them to do it yeah you can't we can't do anything for someone else they have to want to change and they have to do the work and they have to do it and even yeah. at that it doesn't mean it even works yeah exactly it doesn't mean it's even going to change anything yeah it's because i think that's what i've been like the last year or so i feel like because it's been a build-up before that, but I think the last year or so, I feel like I've been grieving for someone who isn't alive, and that's how I've explained it to people yeah. who don't understand. Um, like, my boyfriend at the time, I was trying to explain so hard. I'm like, I'm, like, you know, grieving this, even though, like, she's still here. Like, I was yeah. trying so hard to explain my feelings because I'm going, he just wasn't getting it, and I'm going, no, like, He's like, but why are you upset if she's so like horrible to you? I'm going, like, if you no, like, why are you so upset about losing her if she's so horrible to you or whatever? And I'm just going, because there's still like a loss, like I'm still like grieving it. Yeah. But like, it's still like, I still, I don't know. It feels like when I was trying to grieve it, all of a sudden she wasn't this bad person. Um, really? That's always how it happens. Yeah, like all of a sudden it's like, oh no, like she was this lovely memory and there was this and she did this and she was this and that was what I was grieving. Obviously, when you're grieving something, it's same with a relationship. You're not grieving the bad parts. <laughs> you're no. All the good oh, parts, yeah. All the good things. And that's what you're thinking about and you're sad about. And then when you do that, but that person's still alive, then you're like, you think that the good parts are what's still there. And you're like, why am I doing this? Like, that's all so good in your head. And it's going, then you open yourself back up and you're like, Okay, and then they do the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> they do the, the exact reason why you left in the first place. And then you're back and you do the exact... And I feel like I was doing that cycle and it'll get to a point where, like, you do that enough to learn your lesson. Yeah. And then you just stop. And I think that's kind of... It's the same as, like, toxic relationship with anything. Like, you keep repeating it until you finally learn your lesson that that's not going to change. That's still going to keep hurting you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think like, I've definitely got to a point where I'm so close to being at that point where I'm like, I don't want to talk to you again because I am like, I'm, I, close to it, and I ignore phone calls and I don't go, I don't make any effort and whatever. Yeah. Um. But I still am like not fully confident and comfortable with it with my situation. Yeah. So I'm like close, and I know that, and I think it's gonna take like you know something else that one or two maybe that are just gonna kind of put the final nail in the coffin i guess i think that's where i'm at with it are you but, saying it's time or two more events of sort of betrayal if you will um i think like i think it's 
is I know that it's time and I know in my mm, head. Yeah. Right? And I can tell I and I can talk it over and over. And it doesn't matter who asks me, I know in my head. But my heart keeps going. But what if? Yeah. And it keeps doing that and it's still and it needs to get to the point and I that, that stops. And I think you do like unfortunately need to break your heart yeah. enough so that it doesn't think it's okay like yeah so i think it will take um yeah like just another betrayal where my so my heart just doesn't have any what ifs left <laughs> yeah that's interesting it's like your heart is wait your mind is waiting for every possible scenario to play out that could be better and then yeah. once all those scenarios play out then you can say i'm good yeah because i think if i if i was honest with myself and strong enough I, there wouldn't be any of that what if right like i know like yeah. i know what the reality of the situation is but um and i would take that back and say you are plenty strong plenty fucking strong <laughs> i i don't i truly do not think it has anything to do with strength i think it's it's your mom mm. <laughs> like that's you know regard for the most part i feel even for people i don't know if you ever had a close or good relationship with her i don't know if it was always more negative in that way but still like that's that's your mom at the end of the day man so yeah. that i completely understand how that would there would be that holdout there would be that hope that like maybe she'll realize maybe she'll click and realize like i'm her fucking daughter or something will happen yeah so yeah dude i think i think you're plenty strong I just think you might not be giving yourself enough credit for how difficult it is to do what you're trying to do. Yeah. Not, yeah, I guess you're right. Like it is, I mean, there's, there's no easy way of walking away from something, is there? No. It doesn't matter what it is. Dude, people but, will stay in abusive, like in abusive relationships yeah. and that, and you can be like, dude, why aren't the fuck are you leaving? And they can name you every fucking reason why they're not or why they should leave, but they're still yeah. there still don't do it yeah you have to you like sometimes you ask it to a point where you cannot physically go back like yeah until there's no decision to make i think the decision is the problem Mm, you have to get to a point where you don't have a decision to make the fact that that's it that's genius the fact that there's a decision to make is making you choose the easier decision yeah that's wild i do have a question though yeah do you think any of this situation makes you question like i don't know where you at you're at with having kids like do you want kids like does this make you question about having kids? i do you ever do that? that's very interesting so i thought i wanted kids i mm. because i did grow up without a dad my whole ambition was to be the best father i could ever be and then when i started dating at, or my ex abby i feel like i just i don't even call her my ex i just say her first name and everyone knows anyway uh when i dated my ex of i mean we were only together two months but she's like mm. the love of my life the most amazing human being on earth and i had uh my dog at the time nugget that i was taking or it ended up i adopted her but it ended up just being a long ass foster she eventually i ended up rehoming her in january but either way i realized how stressed and anxious I was just taking care of that dog that I don't know. Like I, 
it's interesting. I know I'm not at a place of financial security that I would want to be if I were to be a parent. Like finances stress me out more than probably anything in the entire world. I bet most people are like that as well. So I think if, if I had... And that's, and then that leads me to the point of, I don't know the, I love the, I like maybe I've always loved the idea of two little human or a human or two little humans that were similar to me that wanted yeah. to do jujitsu and all the things. But then I realized, oh shit, no kids turned out like they turn out to be individuals. And like, if my kid liked baseball at that point, yeah. like I can't put it up for adoption. I have to love it somehow. <laughs> so I... I'm I'm at the point where I am open to kids in the future. I just know that John right now mm-hmm. is not in the space to father or parent mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Granted, kids always end up coming up to me, and my therapist even makes the joke of like, you you are gonna try and stay away from kids, but they're always gonna find you. And that's always what ends up happening. So it's like, I don't know. I, I'm open to it. We'll see what the future holds though. Like my yeah. my relationship with my mom hasn't changed. I guess I can address that part. Like my, the dynamics of my relationship with my mom hasn't made me, yeah, hasn't affected my thoughts on kids, but it's definitely made me realize the type of parent I want to be and don't want to be and how, Mm -hmm. yeah, how I would potentially want to parent. What about you? Has it made you second guess or unguess or re-guess or where are you at Um, for that? And you're also 25, so you also could have an answer of like, I don't want kids for the longest time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but I think like when I was younger I was like so certain that I was gonna have kids really young and uh, get married really quick like young and that was like I'm gonna do that um is that also a Scottish thing do you guys I don't know if you guys is it because uh, I know certain uh, places here it's like get married young have kids do your family is that common over there or is it 50 50 um, I would, yeah, I would tell you it's probably fairly common. Um, I guess I would, I would, I would say 50 50. Like, there's okay. like, but, but like, there's 50% of people who are having kids at like 19, 20, 21, Jesus. Married, whatever. And then the other side of us are like partying. And I mean, sometimes the baby came from the party, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, other time, other side of us is just being more safe i guess in yeah. the future we're not doing that but yeah like i think yeah my facebook's just people babies marriage and i'm going that's been the, like that for five years like for um <sighs> that's amazing mm. yeah no i feel like it's pretty common here to it's not frowned upon at all to have a baby at 19 or anything like people do it a lot um holy hell yeah i couldn't i i couldn't couldn't do that i don't think i could do it like at this age i i don't think i'd be anywhere close to being uh, (laughs) ready to be a mom um but yeah i used to think that's what i was gonna do and then i got to like more of an aware age of like the reality of (laughs) being an 18 19 year old and imagine having a baby and i was like no I just absolutely not. But I got close. I, then I started just going another way where I'm like, I don't want babies. I don't nice. want to do it. I just, I don't, I don't know. But And where did that ask, come from? Was that? That's the thing. Yeah. I, people ask me where it comes from. And I was like, it comes from a 
multitude of places. Like, I feel like I was always worried. I think because it was my mum that did it. And she always told me, like, oh, I had a shit mum. You have to have a shit mum. Part of me was, like, did the whole, I want to, if I ever had a baby, I'd be the best mum ever. Yeah. Whatever. I would make sure. Um, But then it became a place of being, I wouldn't ever want to be like her. Like, I don't want to do that to my child. Like, I don't want to end up being that way. Like, I'm too scared that that's comes out of me like that's what i end up being i'm scared that i am her when it comes to being a mom like i'm i don't know like i've now went i'm going i know that i'm not stable enough for any way shape or form when it comes to any of that to be a good mom so i just don't think i'd be able to do it because i do that i think it comes from her like i feel like i'm really uncertain now that i'm like oh is this ingrained in me like am i gonna end up being like her like how do you know that that's not you know i don't know (laughs) that's that is really interesting do you know how do you have any anecdotes from people on how she was before she became a mom um well she became a mom very very young okay so she was 18 okay um when she had my older brother but yeah like she there's not really much you do before that. Like, she had her party phases, and, you know, she's always been a smoker, and, like, she was just, like, thought she was maybe the popular girl in the groups and, like, kind of thing. Like, she was, you know, there wasn't anything anybody... How do you judge a, someone at that age about how good they're going to be as a mom? <laughs> so, I mean, you could, uh, you could tell by, like, your personality. I don't know, like, how... I mean, I would think so. Like, that's why I was just going to give you credit. Just the fact that you're even having, I feel like just having the awareness and the wherewithal to be like, will I be a good mother? I'm so concerned about these other things in the ways that my mother messed me up or did X, Y, or Z that I don't agree with. I think having that awareness Mm. is proof enough that you would be at a point where you could start being a mom. Now, the main thing that most of the parents say whenever we start talking about kids, at least the parents in chat are like, you're never ready to be yeah, a parent. Yeah, There's no ready, point. Yeah. But having mm-hmm. just the awareness that you don't want to mess up your kids, that you want to be kind, you don't want to just randomly insult them X, Y, or Z, yeah. like that is such a good place to start. And then also the fact that you're getting into you're into therapy so you're working on your triggers you're working on the things that oh, yeah. Get would potentially wounds <laughs> exactly the yeah. trauma ends here yeah 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 100 yeah, so like as long as you're aware of those things i feel like it would and continuing to work on yourself like that's one of the things that i think that so many parents might not do is they do the thing where they abandon themselves and give it all to their kid when really they need to be doing some work on themselves obviously they're still yeah. gonna be able to love the kid but they're yeah they you gotta love yourself first <laughs> yeah you your your kid is not going to make you feel love you mm. need to love yourself and then your kid will love you and then everyone will have a healthy relationship but if you yeah. make your need for love like your child's responsibility which is kind of what i was in charge of then that puts such an unfair pressure on the kid and yeah, well, leads to so much lack of security yeah the kid becomes uh, an a parent sometimes don't they? yeah yeah you, know? you become a uh, what is it you become an appendage of your parent like that's mm-hmm. one of the things i was ne- i can count on one hand the amount of times my mother introduced herself as herself it was always john's mom it like always 
always mm -hmm. in connection to me. No sense of independence of her own, yeah, self. So that's yeah. like you really need to, at least if you're not fully, if you're not at a place where you feel comfortable with yourself, you need to be fucking working hard on it. Because, yeah. at, I mean, parenthood will bring that up to you. Don't even get me started on the fact that, like, your partner also has to be doing the shit so that oh, one yeah. person is not just taking it all on. Like, there's, it's so well, much, people, there need to be yeah. tests before people, people have start, kids. Yeah, like, can people just start just, you know, dealing with that first? Because you are passing it down. Like, if I oh, turned yeah. back to my, my parents now, I'd be like, you are the reason I'm fucked up. You know that? Yeah. <laughs> One million Please. percent. And they would be like, oh, well, I'm fucked up because your grandpa was fucked up. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm talking Someone to you. To do it. Take accountability for your actions, old person. Yeah. Jeez. But that's the thing. Like, I, yeah, I don't know if I'd ever want to be a mom still. Like, I just, the responsibility is crazy. Like, I just, I don't know. But then. Um, I think that's one of those things. I'm like, well, I think I'm missing out. I don't know. But uh, definitely this. I'm like, yeah, at this point in time, it's not really on my agenda. I was I like, missing think. out on what? Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. Like, well, I, I don't, doesn't look, I look at people with kids and I'm like, that doesn't look fun. Thank and you. I, <laughs> just, same. Like I, <laughs> in the same breath can be like, oh, that's adorable. And if that were yeah. me, I would fucking die. Like, absolutely yeah. not. No. Yeah. Just like, I love having a dog. I can't. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. My, I don't know. I, Some, I look at kids and I'm like, no. I like being able to hand it back. Hey, thank you. To hand it back, or even with a dog or a cat, something you can legally put in a cage for a few hours and go and do your thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. not allowed to put your kids in cages, which is so stupid. It's like, what if they're quiet? It's fine. He didn't. He didn't cry. Uh, <laughs> he was sleeping. He was, you basically, you basically do put them in a cage. Their cot is their cage. Their exactly. Their cradle's the cage without a top. Yeah. yeah. You just hope they but, can't climb. <laughs> well, they shouldn't be able to. Uh, yeah, I have a demon child. <laughs> in case anyone's wondering why I'm not having children, listen to the last 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, dude, yeah. that's fucking awesome. I'm like, that was incredible. I thank you so much for everything yeah. you shared. That was Thank you for, um, amazing. Inviting me on. I yeah, appreciate it. of course. I like. We're gonna have to have a follow up because I'm curious in a few months, however long it is, how therapy's going and what your relationship with stream is. Because yeah, I'm. I'm. That's probably the thing I'm most curious about is when, if ever, you will feel like that optimal stream self. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I like. I don't. I don't think there, I, I'm, I'm questioning for my own reality if that's possible or if that yeah. even exists. So that's why I'm like, if you get there, write a book and tell me because I want to know. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, you're, I mean, you're very, you're, yeah, you're, that's very true. <laughs> like, I feel, how can you be, you can't even be optimal every single day. Exactly. So I, don't really <laughs> I don't know where it's going to go, but um, yeah, I think. I think it's just a case of hopefully. Yeah, my, it's a case of hopefully. Ho hopefully, but like right now, I feel like I'm okay thirty percent of the time. But I if love we that. Could get that to seventy percent. Okay. I'd be that is yeah. beautiful. I love that. And uh, is there anything that you're most excited about that you want to share? Where can everyone go and follow you? Where are you live? What are your schedules? This is your time. Self promo. All the things. <laughs> go. Um, well, to start with, if anybody's near Birmingham in the United Kingdom, I'll be there this weekend at 
Insomnia Gaming Festival. So if you want to come and say hi. Nice. Uh, well, shit, I don't think I'll have this edited by that time, but. No, probably not. <laughs> but anybody who's listening right now. In a few weeks. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, well, I'm hosting at that, so that's going to be. That's, oh, what? I, just a little bit, not a big bit. Um, but, yeah, I'm just my first little hosting gig. So I'm nice. Um, so hopefully that goes well. But that's something I'm hoping to continue if that goes well. But that's one of the things that I start doing because I would like to expand a little bit from streaming. I love um, that. And be more, do more events and stuff. That'd be fun. Um, so that's something I'm looking forward to. And then, yeah, you can... Oh, God. You've asked me at the wrong time about where I stream to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why I was like, <laughs> people need um, to find you. Well, at this point in time, I'm on Facebook, uh, Kick, and if that's still alive in a month. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I pray. uh, I'll say Twitch because, you know, I hope to be on doing a bit more on there at some point. And then if all else fails, I'll definitely be on Twitter. Hell yes. Find me there. (laughs) Are you the real Slim JD on just about everything? Or no, because you're T Real Slim JD on Twitter. Someone stole the real Slim JD. So I'm T Real Slim JD instead of the is a T on most platforms. Um, But then obviously I'd managed to get my name on Kick. So I'm the real Slim JD on Kick. (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to end up DMing you and get all your tags and put it in the video. Uh, it's fine we'll we'll get that bit sorted (laughs) beautiful anything else you got what what else we got we good um i think so i think that's that sounds like i love it summary i appreciate it thank you so much this has been truly so amazing so thank you for taking the time this was i did not anticipate to go damn near two and a half hours so that is no no like i honestly want it to potentially go this long i want it to be if it's 30 minutes great if it's three hours incredible as long as we're just interested to keep talking then fucking send it so yeah, Dude, I mean, I can talk you. for like 12, you know, like I, I just, I can't stop sometimes. You have to... We do it for a living. We found <laughs> yeah, a way to be paid for it. That is very true. Dude. Yeah, but I love a deep conversation, so thank you. Hell yeah. Um, thank you so much, man. I'm, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk again and enjoy the rest of your night and week and good luck hosting. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I'll catch you in a bit. And, Sounds good. And are you staying on? I am. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right, bye. Bye.